I can never be depressed if I never slow down. Speed is extremely important. Speed defies gravity. How, do, how does a plane fly through the air and defy gravity? Speed. It's moving too fast to fall. If you're always attacking life, if you're always doing things, if you're always making more money, if you're always traveling the world, doing this, doing that, new car, here, there, new podcast, meeting James English, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know, if you're always doing things all the time, unhappiness can't catch you. But I also know that speed is a is a fantastic way to be happy all the time. I'm always, forward. I'm always looking forward to something. I wake up every day excited. I'll go do this today. I'll go do this today. I'll go do this today. And I very much live my life in a frame of no, I have to do this. It's very much a, I get to do this. There's another thing that a lot of people make a mistake with when I talk to them, like, oh, I have to go to work today. Change your language. I get to go to work today. Imagine you had no job. It'd be worse, right? Because otherwise you wouldn't be working. So you get to go to work. Oh, I have to fix the car. At least you have a car. You get to fix your car. Most people don't got one. Oh, I have to go get the kids. You get to go get the kids because you have these beautiful children who love you. You understand? People's even their own language is wrong. It, the world is can be framed. Maybe I'm completely crazy. Maybe I'm full of shit, like you said. Maybe I am. But the frames I've installed in my mind are all beneficial to me. So if that makes me crazy and full of shit, good. <laughs> because I can't become depressed. So you can sit there and tell me I'm full of shit while you're depressed, and I'm happy. And I would never want to adopt the thinking of a depressed person. People will, people will shield laziness with anything. No one wants to admit they're lazy. So they'll shield it with disbelief. Ah, that's a scam. Or, I don't work hard, I work smart. Bollocks. More, more cover. For just, anything it takes to say, Do you I don't want to work. Do you believe in that? Work smart or not harder? I believe in both. Yeah. But there's a time when it comes to work smart. And most people are trying to do the smart work before they do the hard work. It's kind of like talent, right? You don't notice if you're talented at something until all the hard work's done. Yep. I could be the most talented tennis player in the world. But I don't play tennis. So if I go down the tennis court, Joe Schmo is going to smoke me. I don't get to see my talent until I've worked so hard that I'm in the top 1%. And now I'm beating them because I have some God-given gift. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do the hard work first. If there's no hard work, there's no smart work. So someone's going to sit there and go, I work smart. I don't work hard. So I only have to work an hour a day. If working smart gets you a lot done in an hour a day, then you should work smart for 12 hours a day and yeah. get 12 times the work done. I, I am absolutely and utterly a believer in hard work. I'm a proponent of hard work. I have all this money and all I do is work. My entire life is work. This podcast is work. I'm getting in the car and going to another meeting. Work. I want to go to the gym so I'm in good shape. Work. It's all work. My entire life is work. And people don't want to look at life that way. They want to talk about work-life balance and being lazy and all this crap. I don't believe in any of that. I believe in if you want to win, you have to outcompete the man who's prepared to do nothing but work. It's player versus player. If you're going to sit there and go, I don't want to work more than an hour a day, well, the guy who does want to work more than an hour a day is going to beat you. And no matter how smart you are, there's always a smart dude who's doing the same smart work you are for more hours than you're doing it. That's just the nature of the game. The way that humans work and the way that we are, we've evolved as a species is that we don't really learn lessons unless they're learned the hard way. Yeah. I believe that unless a lesson has taught the hard way, you're not going to learn it. You can have so many near misses and people won't learn their lesson. Bro, you must know a guy who goes out there, nearly crashes his car, nearly crashes his car, nearly crashes his car, doesn't slow his ass down until he wrecks it. Yeah. Like, this is how people are, right? So you need that pain for the lesson to sting enough to really genuinely go inside of your mind. And it's the same with everything. It's the same with driving a car or business. Truthfully, if you want to learn a lesson about business, you're going to have to suffer at some point.
right? So we always say that most people are not successful with their first companies, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. I get that. The truth is there's a lot of people who make a lot of money with their first company, but they just spunk it, act an idiot, and it all blows up in their face. And that's, the, and that's how you get the discipline on your fourth company that when you have three million in the bank, you just leave it there. You know, it's, yeah. and don't, and don't be done with it. So you need to, you need to go through some pain. You need to experience some negative things. You need to have to, uh, to a degree, some trauma to really even learn any lessons. So yeah, business studies, you're right. The book, that's, that's not going to teach you anything about business. You need to get out there on the streets. You need to, you need to make mistakes. You need to suffer. You need to have the tax man knocking at your door. You got to deal with all that stuff so that you make sure it doesn't happen again. I really think that, that humans are stupid enough to only learn the hard way. That's and, and life really doesn't have to be that complicated. When you see somebody that has something you want, you just got to try and work out how they got it. Yeah. And that's the missing part. Most people see people with things they want and they don't do the, the second half. They don't try and work out how they got that thing. Oh, my man has a Ferrari. Okay. I wish I had a Ferrari. Okay. They don't sit there and go for an hour. How did he get a Ferrari? It doesn't cross that. That part is the part they don't want to do, right? They just go, oh, he has a Ferrari. Wish I had a Ferrari. And they go back to TV. Yeah. And that's why they lose. It's player versus player out here, man. It's on the street. It's not easy. For every dollar you make, for every pound you take, you took it from someone else. You don't make money. You take money. People don't understand the way that money works. You're not the Federal Reserve. You can't create money from thin air. Every single pound in your bank is money you took from someone else. And I don't, when I say take, I don't mean it in a negative way. You might have convinced them to give it to you. You might have a coffee shop. I'll give you a nice coffee. You'll give me some money. Cool. But you still took his money, yeah. right? So if you're out here trying to take stuff from other people, don't you want to have a team? You want to do it by yourself? You want to be Rambo? Because you can get two of you doing it. You get two of you. That's right. So the whole idea of this lone soldier, this Rambo, I'll do it all by myself, that's all dead, bro. You need to have a team. It's player versus player. And for the same reason, if you were out here on the street and you wanted to defend yourself, you want your boys around you. It's the same thing with trying to get rich. If you're laughing with your boys, yeah. the broken things are great. And I'm not complaining about being rich. Obviously, I worked hard for this and it's, and it's a fantastic life I live now. But I think without those brokey days, without those original days to compare it to, without that juxtaposition, then I don't think being rich would be fun at all. I think it's only fun because you can compare it to the days when you weren't rich. That's the only thing that makes it fun. The only thing that makes my $10,000 stake fun is that you can laugh saying how you never had 10 grand in your bank till you were 27 years old. Yeah. Like that's the, otherwise it's boring. Otherwise, you, okay, stake. And I think if you're born with too much money, that you'll never truly be happy. I think you need the brokey days are the best days. I knew I would be the best. I genuinely knew I would be the best. You have to understand that this world, everyone constantly tells you, do not be arrogant. Do not have an ego. When I had my Twitter, I, I put my ego into overdrive because I found it entertaining. But people will constantly tell you to, to not talk in a way which is full of conviction. They, people do not like you to have, be arrogant and have an ego. This is the worst thing ever. Let me tell you a fact, the number one facet of a G mindset. Your life is never gonna be worse if you walk through the world believing you are the fucking man. You wake up, you look in the mirror and go, I'm the, I'm, a, I'm the fucking man. I am the man. There's no one on this planet who can do shit I couldn't do if I put my mind to it. I don't give a fuck how good you are at piano. If I decide to play piano, I would be better than you at piano. And I believe that. I don't just say these things, I fucking believe them. And when you go through life believing you really, really are the man, there are very few downsides. The downsides are everyone's gonna call you an arrogant, everyone's gonna call you arrogant, everyone's gonna call you a dickhead, everyone's gonna say he has a big ego. You're gonna lose a few loser friends, who cares? What you are gonna gain is other people on the same path. You're gonna gain other people who think, yeah, well, I'm the fucking man too, this guy's the man, let's make some money. That's what's gonna happen. So the first thing you can do with your G mindset is you need to start believing you are the fucking man. Even if you're not the man yet, even before I was world champion, I knew I was gonna be the man. 
So I don't give a fuck. And I was happy to say that to anybody. When people called me arrogant and stupid and deluded, I just sit there and look at them and say, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to be the man. And this is how now when my life's kind of come full circle. And the reason I managed to, to, to go full circle is seeing someone else with more success than me ingrained in my brain. And to a lot of people, it doesn't ingrain in their brain. I was walking to school. If I was walking to, to college with my friends, I used to have to walk. I went to a college on the other side of town. So I had to walk four, 4.6, I think it was, fucking miles to college. It was a fucking nightmare. So I used to walk, walk, walk. Halfway, I meet some other people. Then towards the end, there'd be a group of five or six of us along the way. And when I met, and one day a Ferrari burnt past us, and everyone else was like, "Oh yeah, Ferrari." I'm like, and I remember saying to the group, I was only 18. I said, "Doesn't it annoy you that this guy has a fucking 300,000 pound car and, and will probably never have one?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's only a car." I'm like, "No, you don't understand. There is a life hack. There's something happening." where people are living lives that other people don't get to live. There's something happening, there's something going on. I want to have a 300,000 pound car, I want it. And no one else wanted it. These little events didn't ingrain in their brain. Ferrari driving past me bothered me, and it bothered me to my core, to the point where I decided I would do anything it takes to have one. Whereas other people just saw it and carried on with their normal lives. This is the reason I have six or seven supercars and other people don't, because these small events ingrained in my brain. So this is the second thing. G mindset. First thing you have to believe you're the fucking man, you can achieve anything. And when I say that, I don't want, I'm going to say that again. You have to believe you're the fucking man and you have to believe you can achieve anything. I'm not saying you can achieve anything easily. I'm not saying it's not going to take a whole bunch of work. I'm not saying it's going to happen quickly, but you have to believe you can achieve anything. I'll tell you something now, I don't give a fuck if it's being an astronaut. I don't care about climbing Mount Everest. You give me enough time to train, I will get it done. I know that for a fact because I know who I am as a man. You need to be perspicacious. You need to understand that in this world, there's a whole bunch of people doing amazing shit that you are not doing. And that needs to piss you off. Because if it pisses you off, you become motivated all of a sudden. I was the only one who was pissed off when that Aston Martin was next to me and I had my sales job. I was the only one who was pissed off when I saw that Ferrari drive past. Other people were not annoyed by it. And they were not annoyed by it. They're not driven to beat it. You understand? They're not driven to be where that person was. You need to be annoyed and I'm telling you, I'm telling you to be angry. Anger is a fantastic force. Like I said, the world tells you not to be arrogant, tells you not to be angry. It's two things it tells you to do. Don't be arrogant, don't have an ego, and you know, you don't have anger. You're a fucking man, you're a full grown man. It's perfectly fine for you to be pissed off. It's perfectly fine for you to look around at your life, look at the girl you're fucking, look at the house you live in, look at the car you drive, and get pissed off and go, you know what, I want a hotter bitch, I want a fucking nicer house, I want a faster car. There's nothing wrong if you take that anger and you direct it in the correct direction. This is the reason I stopped fighting now. People go, why do you stop fighting us? Because I fought and I went through hell to get everything I now have. I had nothing when I fought. I had nothing. And I wanted the life I now have. Now I wake up in one of my three mansions with one of my seven supercars and one of my 15 women. What do I need to fight for? Like, people have different motivations for different things. There's some fighters out there who fight for other reasons, you know? But my motivation was I was pissed off at the world. And now I'm not as angry as I used to be, so I don't believe I'm as good a fighter as I used to be. I'll still whoop some ass, but I'm not as good as I used to be. So that's why I've decided to retire early. <coughs> but this is the second thing. So the first thing, believe you're the man. Second thing, you need to get angry about your situation. When you look around you and you don't own the home you're in, get pissed off. If there ain't a Ferrari on your drive, get pissed off. If you don't have 10 Playboy Bunny level beauties, get pissed off. And what the fuck, you need to sit there and realize, whoa, 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 I have a few years of consciousness, and even less than that, I have a few short years as a young man, 
because age will damage you. I mean, if you're a millionaire when you're 60, it's not nearly as good as being a millionaire at my age. I became a millionaire at 28. So you need to realize you've got a few short years as a young man, you're fucking wasting them. You need to sit there and go, fuck, shit, get angry. Because getting angry, forced, directed anger is an extremely powerful force. Nobody, absolutely nobody, gives a fuck about you as much as you're going to have to give a fuck about yourself. Nobody cares about you as much as they need to care to fix your life. Even your parents, even your friends, even all the people who think they care about you, they care about you, yeah, sure, there may be two or three people on the planet who genuinely care about you, but nobody is gonna come to your bed, drag you out of bed, fucking drag you to a job, force you to work hard, go and get you a hot bitch, and go and buy you a Ferrari. Nobody is going to do that for you. You are never gonna have any of the things you want if you do not get them yourself. Nobody cares about you enough to do it for you. This is absolutely true. Personally, I'm an atheist. And when I say I'm an atheist, people say, people seem to be a bit confused by this. I don't know why that surprises people, but I'm absolutely not really an atheist. And the reason I'm atheist is because I believe that there is no grand plan. There's no God in the sky looking out for me. I don't believe that there's anyone here to save me on this planet or in, in the sky or anywhere else. I am me. I was born. I have maybe if I'm lucky, 70, because I'm, I'm quite big, when you're physically large, you die sooner, 70 years of consciousness. And these years I experienced, the only person who's gonna make them fun and exciting and interesting, the only person who's gonna make me happy and live a life that I want to live is me. Nobody's gonna do it for me. No God has a plan for me. There's no one else who wakes up each day and goes, you know what, I wanna make Andrew Tate's life better. I wanna get him more pussy and more money. No one thinks that about me. No one thinks that about you either. Nobody thinks that about you. The only person who gives a shit about your life truly is you. And if you don't give a shit, then you're fucked. And after you get angry, you need to realize that nobody is gonna give you the things you want. It doesn't matter if Donald Trump is president or not. I'm a huge Trump fan, but it doesn't make a difference. No politician is gonna make you rich. No one else is gonna come along and say, I'm gonna concentrate my effort on fixing your life. Nobody. You have to understand you are out here alone absolutely alone and when you understand these three things you start to see how a mindset comes together nobody's gonna save you you're fucked it's totally down to you you're pissed off with your current situation and you want to change it plus you believe you can do absolutely anything this is how I thought at 18 years old this is how I achieved so much in the short years this is how I went from a nobody to a world-level athlete and a multimillionaire also people confuse the two kickboxing is not boxing I made it in, across my entire career in kickboxing, maybe about 700,000. I, I now have about eight or nine million. This was not made in kickboxing, this was made in other ventures. I have managed to be a world level athlete and an extremely successful businessman at exactly the same time. Because at a very young age, when I had my prime resource of energy and power at 18, 19 years old, I understood those three tenets. I believe I can do anything. I'm pissed off I don't have the life I want. And nobody else is gonna give it to me. These are three things you need to understand. If any one of these elements is missing, you'll never have the right mindset. The G mindset will never formulate if any one of these elements is missing. All three are absolutely essential. And the sooner you get your act together, the sooner you start to panic and worry and be concerned that you're 24, 25, you're not fucking rich yet. There's 24 and 25 year olds out there who got a contract for a fucking NBA or their parents, or they won the lottery, who knows what. There's 24 and 25 year olds out there who are multimillionaires fucking the hot models. These Instagram girls with 3 million followers, they're getting dicked by someone and it ain't you. And that needs to piss you off. You need to get concerned, you need to get worried, you need to, shit, I'm running out of time. You need to get some urgency in your life.
how do you be successful as a man? We'll talk about it. First thing, you need freedom because you ain't a man if you're not free. If you're working your ass off, you're a slave. And you may sit there and go, I'm not a slave. I get paid really well. Listen, the slaves got free food and free shelter in exchange for work. Now all they've done is got rid of the food and shelter deal, give you dollars, which you spend on food and shelter, and you basically have nothing left. So you're still a fucking slave. So first thing you need is freedom. If you're not free, you're not a man. First thing, you're not a successful man. So you should always be working towards freedom. And I mean freedom with your time. Do what you want. Freedom with your location. Go where you want. There's a riot. Cool. Go in Tokyo. See you later. Bye. Going to Australia. See you later. Bye. Freedom, one thing. The next thing that constitutes success as a man is your network. Who are you talking to? Who are these people? Who will answer your phone calls? Listen, I got two phones. Identical, almost. Twins. I got two phones right here. And I can call one of many multi-millionaires. And when they see my name, they're gonna pick up the phone. They're gonna be like, oh, shit, Tate. Oh, wait, guys, wait, wait. They're gonna stop their conversation and be like, whoa, fuck, Tate wants, what's up, Tate? Because they know I don't call for no bullshit. They'll be like, fuck, money, money, money phone for you. So I can call multi-millionaires right now. I can have the best idea in the world. I can call a bunch of multi-millionaires right now and say, look, I need a hundred mil. Here's my idea. Boom, 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 boom. We can make something happen. You can't do that. I can do that. Freedom network. And then you get into the aesthetics of life. For people to view you as successful, you need good body language. You need physical presence. A man who's not dangerous. A man who has no physicality. It will never be seen as successful. Oh, I'm successful. I'm rich. And I'll go to, yeah, but I'll, I'll break your neck. Look how big my hand is. I'm going to grab you by your neck and choke you till you die. Who's successful now? I'm breathing and you're not. So I'm more successful than you. You can't be a little bitch. And I understood this from a young age as well. So I'm sitting there at a young age thinking, I need to get a network of high net worth individuals who are, or not even rich men, but men who are driven, men who are making money. And I need to find a way to talk to them, work for them, learn what they know so I can become one of them. I need to get body language and physicality. I need to become big and dangerous. I need to be able to display that without saying it. I need women in love with me. I need beautiful women who adore me. I need these things because this is what shows the world I'm the fucking dog. So I'm sitting there and I understand what I need. And I knew this at 21, 22. A lot of you people are older than this. Older than me. You're older than I was. I'm telling you something. You're sitting there going, yeah. Didn't even cross your motherfucking mind. You've been too busy jerking off the porno and not thinking about what you actually need to do to be successful in this life. So these are the things you need to be a high value man. Because if you have all those things and then you get some money and you have geographical and time freedom, you're now genuinely successful. Your mentality is heavily linked to your reality. And the fact that most people have such weak mindsets comes from the fact that they have a weak life, a weak body, a weak social circle, a weak network, a weak bank account, a weak relationship, and then their mind is weak. Well, of course. Whereas if you had a group of soldiers around you, men who were dedicated, who would ride or die with you, if you were strong, if your woman would never leave you no matter what because she idolizes you, then your mentality would be strong. Your mind would be strong by extension. So if someone comes to me and goes, I doubt myself, I usually look at them and go, yeah, I understand why. You're a little fat piece of shit. You're stupid. Of course you do. Hey, Andrew, um, 
So, how do I get like a six pack quick? What's the best, fastest way to get a six pack? Why does it have to be quick? Why does it have to be easy? Why do you think life is all quick and easy? Why can't it be hard and difficult? Why can't you suffer? Because suffering is what gives it value. If everyone had a six pack and it was quick and easy, then it wouldn't be valuable, would it? If everyone walked around with a quick a six pack and they got it easily, then no one would give a shit. The whole point is that it's difficult to get. Value is linked to difficulty. If you want something that is valuable, you need something which is difficult to obtain. The fact that you just said you wanted it quick and easily shows that your whole mental model is fucked. You shouldn't be thinking about quick and easy. You should be thinking about hard, suffering, pain, going through it. That's what you should be thinking about. This is going to be hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because when it is done, then everyone's going to know that I went through something difficult. Why do you want it to be quick and easy? Success is the most overused word. Because we talk about success. Oh, this guy, he's really successful. Not these so let's say I'm working at a company, yeah, I'm the big boss. Let's say I'm a guy, I go college, I go university, I go to this company, I work, I work, I work, I become a manager. I'm on 150,000 a year. I got a company BMW and I wear a suit and everyone at my job does as I say. By all measures, I'm successful. But here's the truth. When I leave that company, no one gives a fuck about me. I'm a nobody outside of that one building where I'm a little bit important. My wife doesn't want to suck my dick because I'm fat, because I didn't have time to train, so all I did was work. I got a BMW. BMW? I know hoes with BMWs. BMW? I didn't even consider that a car. BMW? That's not a luxury car. That's fucking basic. I'm pushing supercars. You're a nobody. You're not successful for shit. Success for a man actually comes in many realms. It's, not, it's actually nothing to do with being good at your job. Having money, yeah. You don't have to be good at your job to have money. Depression is the ultimate motivation. Oh, so you're depressed. Okay, that, so you come along to me and you tell me you're depressed. I expect to see a huge list of what you're achieving per day. If you're unhappy with your life and you're depressed, I don't expect you to be popping pills and sitting and laying in bed. I expect you to give me a huge list of everything you're achieving per day. Depression's a fantastic motivation. You know, but people are told the opposite. No, you feel depressed, that's wrong. You should be happy anyway. Take the pills, stay home, take some time off. Complete garbage. You're depressed? Okay, get up. Go for a run. Lift more weights. Make more money. Get a second job. Get more girls. Like, you, you can outrun depression. I'm, I'm a man who's always believed, and I think every man understands this, action over inaction. And, and I think it was General Patton who said, a good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. You gotta do something, and you gotta do something fast. Yeah. You're just sitting around talking about it and hoping for things to get better. Has never, I don't know, I don't know about you gentlemen, but every time I ran out of money in my bank and I thought I'm gonna sit around and hope for something to come, it never really worked never out. Right. It never right. worked out, you know? It's like, you, you can't be sitting around waiting for things to happen to you. Also, I think, especially in the West, a lot of people's problems are all in their mind. And I'm not saying that mental conditions aren't real, because absolutely some are, but I try and explain to people, look, if you, the only thing on the planet you have genuine control over is your state of mind. Like you can't even control your health. You might get hit by lightning. You can't control other people. You can't control the weather. You can't control anything. The only thing you can affect in genuine real time is how you feel in your head. If someone comes to me and goes, oh, I get really shy and anxious. I'll say, so? Right. But not, not, oh, okay, that must be horrible. No, so? Do it anyway. Yeah, but I'm shy. I don't care. I don't, no one cares. The whole world doesn't care. Nobody cares. You go. If you could drop dead tomorrow, the world wouldn't care. The sun's still gonna rise. People are still gonna go to work. So you're gonna sit here and worry about speaking? When people come to me and say, I'm not happy, I say, why should you be happy? You're, and, and, and we're all adults here. 
the, this infantile mindset that we're all supposed to be like we were when we were three years old and oh something shiny laugh all the time run around in circles we're grown-ups and we have responsibilities and we have problems and we have pressure and you don't necessarily have to be happy to perform especially if you're a man like like women have this uh i, I will i guess to a degree they're born lucky women have this mindset where they can they, people expect women to be happy women need to be happy but as a man you have a burden of performance you, as a man, you shouldn't be waking up going, how do I get happy? As a man, you wake up and say, okay, how do I perform? You know, and, and happiness will come at the end of the performance anyway. But if your number one goal as a man, if your number one uh, mission in life is just to be happy, that's going to be an extremely vapious existence, and you're not going to be a man of substance. The men of substance out there are not necessarily happy people. You, you, Mike Tyson wasn't happy when he was smashing people's faces in. That's not how you get there. You don't get there being happy. It's not. It's, it's just a, a complete, the whole mindset, the whole idea that, oh, we all need to be happy all the time. It's the reason you have men on the streets taking drugs, looking for a quick fix because they don't want to do any real work to get any genuine fulfillment. So they end up shooting drugs, running around being fools. Yeah, and that's what yeah. happens. Motivation isn't real. Everyone says this. Motivation is not real. Discipline is real. I do not feel like training, but I still train because I'm a disciplined individual. You don't get to go through life only doing the things you feel like doing. Do you know who gets to do that? Women. Beautiful women. Beautiful women get to do what they feel like doing. As a man, you have to do the things you're supposed to do because what we said earlier is absolutely true. It's player versus player, my friend. And I wake up and I decide, even though I don't feel like working, I'm going to work my ass off. And you wake up way down there, a peon, and you can't be bothered to work. What chance do you have against men like us? You don't stand a chance. Now, if you're going to wake up and look in the mirror and understand that you're absolutely not only crushable, that you're a rabbit and that lions exist, and that's not going to motivate you to do something about it, then you're a lost cause. And there's, there's no point in asking us a question. You know exactly what you need to do. If you want to stay killable, then stay killable. But I can't live that way. I would refuse to live that way. It's a disgrace to my bloodline. It's a disgrace to my parents who struggled to raise me for me to be anything other than the best version of myself. That's honor. I have honor to my last name and to my and to my ancestry. This is down to you, my friend. And and listen, you may be feel fired up for 10 minutes after this little talk, but you're not going to feel fired up forever. You need to put systems in place. You need to get disciplined. And like Justin says, you need to get an atmosphere of people around you who are going to keep you accountable and not make it easy for you to continue to be a fucking nobody. And then you're going to fix your life. Otherwise, you're going to stay a nobody. Hey, Andrew. Um, so. How do I get like a six pack quick? What's the best, fastest way to get a six pack? Why does it have to be quick? Why does it have to be easy? Why do you think life is all quick and easy? Why can't it be hard and difficult? Why can't you suffer? Because suffering is what gives it value. If everyone had a six pack and it was quick and easy, then it wouldn't be valuable, would it? If everyone walked around with a quick a six pack and they got it easily, then no one would give it shit. The whole point is that it's difficult to get. Value is linked to difficulty. If you want something that is valuable, you need something which is difficult to obtain. You shouldn't be thinking about quick and easy. You should be thinking about hard, suffering, pain, going through it. That's what you should be thinking about. This is going to be hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because when it is done, then everyone's going to know that I went through something difficult. Nobody, absolutely nobody, gives a fuck about you as much as you're going to have to give a fuck about yourself. Nobody cares about you as much as they need to care to fix your life. But nobody is going to come to your bed, drag you out of bed, fuck, drag you to a job, force you to work hard. You are never going to have any of the things you want if you do not get them yourself. The only person who's going to make me happy and live a life that I want to live is me. Nobody's going to do it for me. People say, Tate, what motivates you? And I find that extremely, I think that's a stupid question. I was a four-time kickboxing world champion. 
for 12 years, I trained five hours a day, six days a week. And I was motivated to train probably about 25% of the time. Mm. The rest of the time I went because I am disciplined. If I wake up and I'm unhappy, I will do the exact same things as if I am happy. I will go to the gym the same. I will work the same. How I feel has no impact on how I live my life. We're grown-ups and we have responsibilities and we have problems and we have pressure and you don't necessarily have to be happy to perform, you know? And, and happiness will come at the end of the performance anyway. But if your number one goal as a man, if your number one uh, mission in life is just to be happy, that's gonna be an extremely vapious existence. You're not gonna be a man of substance. Your ability to deal with stress, the amount of stress you can deal with as an individual is directly correlated to your success level. If you can deal with stress all day, you're gonna be successful. If you collapse under stress, you're not gonna be successful. There's no way to the top without stress involved. But there is a massive correlation between success in life and stress tolerance. The more stress you can tolerate, the better your life's gonna be. One of the only things in this world you can control is your state of mind. You can't control the weather, you can't control other people, you can't even control your health. One of the very few things in the world you have genuine control over is your state of mind. If you can't control that, then you're just a feather in the wind and life's gonna blow you around. I can't imagine truly wanting to quit something and not being able to quit. I can't imagine it. When I talk to people who say, I wanna quit smoking, I say, when? They go, oh, well, soon. Well, that means you don't wanna quit. You wanna keep smoking for a while and quit later. I can't imagine a, a mind frame or a mindset where I want to do something and can't do it. It's almost dis difficult for me to answer that question because if you have that kind of mind, if your mind is so fundamentally broken that you cannot do with your own mind what you want to do, then you're just, right? Life is hierarchical. There's always going to be kings and there's always going to be peasants. If you have a mind that you can't control, then you're never going to be a king. You're going to be a peasant. That's your life. You have a peasant's life ahead of you and that's your, that's your destiny. Enjoy, right? There's always been peasants. That's life. But I, I believe that the most important thing you can do as a man is to gain control of your mind. Once you have control of your mind, life is so ridiculously easy. People say to me, Tate, you're in good shape. All you do is drink vodka and travel the world. You're never even home. You never even have a gym. How do you do it? It's ridiculously easy if you control your mind. If I decide to do a thousand push-ups, I'll do them. Maybe I have to do them one at a time. Maybe I'll get tired. Maybe I need a break. I'm going to do a thousand because I said I'm going to do a thousand. Everyone knows what they're supposed to do. You, you either control your mind or you don't. And, and this, all of these things stem from the same problem. It's something you can do. It's something that is learned. It's something that is taught. Depression is the ultimate motivation. If you're unhappy with your life and you're depressed, I don't expect you to be popping pills and sitting late in bed. I expect you to give me a huge list of everything you're achieving per day. Depression is a fantastic motivation. You know, but people are told the opposite. No, a lot of people's problems are all in their mind. And I'm not saying that mental conditions aren't real, because absolutely some are. But I try and explain to people, look, the only thing on the planet you have genuine control over is your state of mind. You can't control the weather. You can't control anything. The only thing you can affect in genuine real time is how you feel in your head. How you view the world absolutely and utterly shapes how you react in the world, how you act in the world, how people view you. It's all down to how you view things. You have to believe you're the fucking man and you have to believe you can achieve anything. I'm not saying you can achieve anything easily. I'm not saying it's not going to take a whole bunch of work. I'm not saying it's going to happen quickly. But you have to believe you can achieve anything. When I tell people that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, everyone agrees. They go, yeah, that's probably true. And then they continue to hang around with people who they don't want to be. Why? There has to be a point where you sit and go, okay, you're my friends, et cetera, et cetera. I love you guys. Yeah, we can talk, whatever. But I'm on a different life path. 
You have to leave some people behind. If you were to come hang around with me and my crew, you would be self-conscious and that self-consciousness would motivate you or they would certainly instill the discipline required for you to change. You don't feel self-conscious amongst your peers. That's why you don't change. When I was broke, I couldn't sleep. And I say that people laugh. I'm not joking. When I, I wanted money, like fucking I needed air. People say to me, I want to be rich. And I say, okay, well, I want to be able to ice skate but I don't want to be able to ice skate enough to go learn how to ice skate because I can't be bothered. I, I mean, surely if I could click my fingers and be a figure skater, I'd, I'd click my fingers. Who wouldn't? But I don't want to actually go train because it's, it's, I, don't, I don't want it enough. And this is the exact point with money. Everyone wants money put on their lap. If you truly wanted money, you wouldn't be able to sleep until you fucking had it. And this is the point. Because when I had nothing, I couldn't be distracted. You couldn't distract me from what I wanted. Life when you're young is a completely different experience to life when you're old. When you're older, your life quality seriously decreases, massively. So you have about 10 to 15, maybe 20 years to find a way to get rich and enjoy being rich. You gotta put it all together and you gotta do it quick. You have to start saying, I wanna take money. Cause that's how you have to think. You don't make it, you take it. So you have to start talking that way. You gotta take money. Is that money isn't real. Money is like water. Money never stays still. If you can find and identify a place where money is moving, if you can find a place where money is moving and stand in the way, then the money is vulnerable. Problem is with the people out here, everyone has a dream, but not many people have a plan. A good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. You gotta do something. You gotta do something fast. Yeah. You're just sitting around talking about it and hoping for things to get better. I don't think living in a dream is gonna help you in any way. I think you need to be sitting here panicking at the fact that you don't have enough money. You need to be concerned and worried and sad. You need to do something about it today. Because that's how I started my first business that made me a million dollars. I sat in my room, pissed off, and I came up with the idea. Most people see people with things they want and they don't do the, the second half. They don't try and work out how they got that thing. Oh, my man has a Ferrari, okay. I wish I had a Ferrari. Okay. They don't sit there and go for an hour. How did he get a Ferrari? It doesn't cross that. That part is the part they don't want to do, right? They just go, oh, he has a Ferrari. Wish I had a Ferrari. And they go back to TV. Yeah. And that's why they lose. You need to understand that in this world, there's a whole bunch of people doing amazing shit that you are not doing. And that needs to piss you off. Because if it pisses you off, you become motivated all of a sudden. You need to be annoyed. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you to be angry. Anger is a fantastic force. You take that anger and you direct it in the correct direction. And listen, you may be feel fired up for 10 minutes after this little talk, but you're not going to feel fired up forever. You need to put systems in place. You need to get discipline. You need to get an atmosphere of people around you who are going to keep you accountable and not make it easy for you to continue to be a fucking nobody. And then you're going to fix your life. Otherwise, you're going to stay a nobody. If you were genuinely pissed off about your situation, you would not need me to motivate you. You would motivate your fucking self and you would do something to change it yourself. But motivation isn't real. Everyone says this. Motivation is not real. Discipline is real. I do not feel like training, but I still train because I'm a disciplined individual. You don't get to go through life only doing the things you feel like doing. I have a Lamborghini, right? I drive a Lamborghini. People stare at me like I'm from outer space. How do you get that car? But a Lambo is not that impressive. On a normal job, yeah, 300 grand is near impossible to spend on a car, on a normal job. But there are trillions of dollars out there. 
there are trillions of dollars out there. Trillions. Do you have any idea how much that is? Every building you drive past, go drive down any street, I don't care if you're in Sydney, Australia, I don't care if you're in Canada, I don't care if you're in Japan, Brazil, UK, I don't care if you're in Timbuktu. Every building you drive past is owned by somebody. You can drive down any street in the world and you're driving past millions of dollars. You drive past skyscrapers, you're driving past billions of dollars. The money is all around you. You can see money everywhere. Every apartment, every house, somebody or some company owns all of this. The money is everywhere. You just don't have any. Don't you see? There's a little club and you're not in it. You're inside the matrix. They're outside the matrix. And the only reason they can be so lazy and be outside the matrix is because you work so hard inside the matrix. I want to drive a Lamborghini. I don't build one. Someone inside the matrix builds it for me. And someone inside the matrix builds the roads. And someone inside the matrix pumps the gas. The people inside the matrix do all that work so I can drive my Lamborghini in the nice, in the summer sun as you can see behind me. Do you understand what's happening? Do you understand that the rich people are living on the backs of the poor? They always have. They always will. That's what the matrix was designed for. It was built this way on purpose to keep you inside. If you can wake up and get out, then there is no more matrix. But who's going to pump the gas and build the roads? Do you understand what I'm saying? These people are not smarter than you. They do not work harder than you. They're average individuals. The people outside the matrix, a lot of them were born into rich families, but some others like myself have escaped. Working hard is not the secret to wealth. Please understand this is not about working harder than everyone else. Poor people already work harder than everyone else and they are poor. It doesn't matter how hard you dig. If you're searching for gold where there is none, it doesn't matter how hard you work if you're doing the wrong things. That's why if you're watching this and you're thinking, I already work hard, but I'm not rich because you're doing the wrong things. Ladies and gentlemen, I am rich and I do work because I'm a very, very industrious, hardworking individual. But I don't work as hard as I used to because I have a very nice life now. Think of everything you know. Everything you know. Where did you learn it from? All the information in your mind, your opinions, your thoughts, your views on the world. Where did you learn it from? Your parents, school, friends, family, TV, the radio, YouTube, the internet. They taught you all these things, right? Because we are all a product of the life we live. We live life. We see and we experience things, we hear things, we get information, we watch the news, and these become our thoughts and our opinions over time. If we hear something and then we experience something which aligns with what we heard, it's what we believe to be true. Let me ask you a question. All these people who have been telling you things, all these people who have been programming your mind, because that's what they've been doing, the people who have been teaching you things have been programming your mind, do these people know how to get rich? Are they rich? You're going to university, you're going to your business professor, or you're going to do an MBA in business, or you're going to learn from these people, and they're teaching you how to be rich. Are they rich? No. They're not qualified because they're stuck inside of it themselves. They don't even see it. They're living inside of it like a fish doesn't see water. They're living inside the water. To them, water doesn't exist. It's just the world. That's the matrix. Most people inside the matrix don't even see it. That's why they can't escape. 
Anyone who is not rich cannot teach you how to become rich. Because if they knew how to be rich, they'd already be rich. And you know what rich people don't often do? Teach people how to get rich. Because why would they waste their time? They're rich now, and they're living a great life. Life begins when you're rich. You're hoping to work your whole life and maybe be rich at the end, but then you're going to die, then your life is over. Life begins when you're rich. Life begins when you get to go to beautiful places and beautiful cars, stay in a beautiful hotel and eat beautiful food and wake up when you want. That's when life begins. Before that, it's only slavery. This is why university is such a scam. Modern university is a scam. They charge you $100,000 to go learn how to be successful from professors who are still poor. Maybe they make 150 grand a year, 200 grand a year. That's poor to me. They can't afford my cars. They can't afford my life. Not on that measly wage. Not on 200 grand a month could they afford my life. They are not rich. So why are they telling you how to be successful? All of your friends and family who mean well, who want the best for you, they're giving you advice because they love you. But it doesn't mean it's good advice because they don't know what they're talking about. It can be the best intentioned advice in the world. If they don't know what they're talking about, then it doesn't mean anything. They are still inside the matrix. These people have never been rich. They've never been to where you want to go. So how could they possibly know the way? I've climbed to the top of the mountain so I can tell you the mountain path. If someone's never climbed the mountain, how can they tell you how to get to the top? Your university professor, your friends, your family, everyone is telling you how to make money, save your money. They don't have a clue what they're talking about. I do. I've done it. That's why I've been trying to show you from the beginning of this how much money I make and how much money I spend. It's easy for me to lie about how much I make, but I can't lie about what I spend. You can see with your own eyes on video what I spend. I am making huge sums of money because I've escaped the matrix. Go to uni. Get a job. Work hard. Get a promotion. Save up. Get a mortgage. Put some money into your pension. Invest a little bit in the stock market. This is the garbage that you've already been told. Everyone said this to you before. It's common knowledge. How many people do you know have taken this common knowledge and applied it, and now they have a supercar collection of 17 supercars? None. Zero. Common knowledge doesn't work. Because if common knowledge worked, it wouldn't be common knowledge. It would be uncommon knowledge. And if it did work, it would stop working soon. Can't work for everybody. This is the normal advice. This is the advice people told me, right? These are the things I was told. I just didn't listen. Because the person who was telling me this advice, I looked at their life and thought, you're not rich. So why do I want to be like you? You are not rich. I don't want to live like you. You're not a rich person. I didn't inspire to be the people who gave me that advice, so I didn't listen. If, they, if people do not have a quality of life you desire, if they do not know something you want to know, then there's nothing to learn from them. All the people around you who are teaching you, if they are not living the exact life you want, or if they don't have something about their life that you want, there's nothing to learn from these people. Everyone who's telling you things, there's nothing good about their lives. Even if you don't want supercars like me, you could have spent that $10 million on something else. Why? Postage stamps. I don't care. Travel the world. It doesn't matter. The point is, you can still look at my life and go, okay, he has enough fiscal freedom. He has enough freedom with his finance to spend $10 million on whatever he wants. That's something everyone should aspire to. Because if we do not aspire to that, the only alternative is hard coke and slavery. 
The only alternative is to go, well, I don't really care about money. You know, I'm happy with my job and I've got enough to eat and I don't mind. I don't mind being told what to do and being a slave for the matrix. Fine, good for you. I need someone to build my roads and pump my gas, but I'm not that guy. I want to live my one life free to do what I want and not have some boss tell me what to do, tell me what week of the year I'm allowed to enjoy myself, tell me what time to wake up in the morning. That's not me. The real pro problem is what I've already said. The real problem is that every second of the day, every second of your existence, you are being programmed to be a slave. You are being programmed that things you hear, the people who talk to you, what they teach you in school, what's on the news, what's on social media, what they tell you about wealth creation, what they tell you about governments and politics. It's all about programming you to keep doing hard work for low wages and still being taxed afterwards and not fighting back. You are being programmed and you can't stop it. The matrix is not built on iron bars. This is not a physical jail, it's a mental jail. They have to put the jail on your mind. They don't restrict your body, they put the jail on your mind via programming. They keep you ignorant. They keep you suspicious. There's no joy without pain. There's no sunshine without rain. You need up and down. This is how the world works. As a man, you must build yourself. And I agree that society puts huge pressure on men and it's time for men to perform. As a man, you either perform or you don't. It's, there's, no, there's no safety net. The men who say, I can't feel like it, cannot compete with the men who do not say that. And it's player versus player. The man who goes to the gym every single day, regardless of how he feels, will always beat the man who goes to the gym when he feels like going to the gym. And it's player versus player. A good man controls himself. I have absolute self-control. Emotional control is absolutely and utterly important as a man. You need to understand as a man, there are certain principles under which you act, regardless of how you feel. Bam. I can wake up in a terrible mood. Yes. I can wake up sad. I can ache. I can have a, a busy day, stressed, etc. I will complete the same tasks as if I woke up in a fantastic mood. I'll do the same things because how I feel has no bearing on the things I'm going to do with my day because I have duty to myself. There is no light without dark. You will not appreciate your six pack unless you didn't have one and you had to earn it. That's how the world works. So when I talk to these dudes like, oh, but it's, you know what, Tate? Yeah, I agree, but you know, it's hard. It's hard. Of course it is. It's supposed to be. And if you're not cut out for it, then fuck off and live a normal existence and die. Sit there, letting other men enjoy the spoils of being a man and can die. If that's what you want to do is just sit there and exist and then be fade into history unremembered. That's your decision. If you want to level up your character, then you need to get out here and do it. You need to be around brave men. You need to get some balls. You need to get your network together. You need to be paying attention, listen to the truth, humble yourself, stop sitting there with an ego. That's the game. But I made myself this way. I wasn't born this way. I absolutely not really made myself this way. And any single one of you men out here can do the same thing. I was always looking for, I wouldn't say happiness or contentment, but I was always looking to try and break out of the nine to five, just the normal monotony of day-to-day -day life. I think that men have a very unique life path and it's very difficult to try and achieve status as a man. It's not easy to stand out from the crowd. And even what women expect of an important man, you need to be smart, charismatic, intelligent, strong, have a nice car, nice apartment, good network, good friends, 
You need to be able to handle stress. You need to be competent. There's so many things you need to be able to do. It's difficult for a young man to even have all these things. You need to start leveling up your mentality, your spirituality. You need to level up your ability. Physicality. Physicality. There's so many different ways you can level up, like a video game character, right? Once you have all the unlimited money, you can then start ticking all the stacks boxes. Knowledge. Knowledge. One guy's sick me, okay, well, how do I make women respect me? Well, I said, well, how do you respect yourself? That's the first thing. No one's gonna respect you if you don't respect yourself. Mm. Do other men respect you? Like, what? Yeah. how do you act in a way that, that commands respect from anybody? I say, look, if you focus on yourself and make yourself be who you are, being a high-value male, women will detect it and it won't be so difficult yeah. for you. You have to respect yourself first, and how does how does a woman respect a man? When she sees that he respects himself and other men respect You need to understand that the, the world you live in as a man, in my personal view, has been very purposefully constructed. It's been constructed in a way to destroy your masculine power. And the future of the world, especially in the West, is a further encroachment on your sovereign ability, your sovereign thoughts, your base instincts, the things that make you happy. Absolutely nobody is concerned with male happiness on any level. They don't want you to be happy. They want you to be miserable. A miserable slave in a tax bracket. And you have to understand this. And the only way you can combat against it is to take significant action. You have to take significant action. You have to use the internet. It's the tool they're using. The internet is the tool they're using to brainwash the masses. You need to combat it and use their own tool against them to seek out the kind of information, knowledge, and friends that you need to have around you. You're going to be the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So that, if, if everyone understands that, as an intelligent person, you're going to be extremely careful and you're going to create heavily the five people you hang around with. So you need to be aware of what's happening around you. and You need to create for yourself a social network of people who understand that and are doing their best to combat that. That is the most basic imperative of the masculine frame, which has been destroyed in real time. They are trying to convince you that you should act how you feel. You should show more of your feelings. If you feel this way, you should show it. If you want to cry, cry. Look, I have no problem with guys crying. What I'm saying is the reason they're trying to bring out emotionality in you is most of the time you don't feel like doing the things you're supposed to do. But the true masculine frame throughout history was doing the things they didn't want to do, but they knew they had to do because they had honor and duty. When you remove self-control from men, not only do you get emasculated weak men, but what you also get is very dangerous men. There are actually far less genuinely high-value men than there are pretty girls. You can go to any club in any country in the world. I've been to 72 countries. You can go to any club in any country in the world and see pretty girls. If you're going to find a young, in-shape, smart, tall, intelligent, rich man, it's extremely difficult to find. And that man has options. He has more options than a beautiful girl. And I'll tell you something. There's always been a large proportion of men in the world who made the choice to stay where they are and life for them wasn't that bad. But as, as we reach the future and as, as time goes on, you're gonna notice now that the people who don't chase having a masculine network, if they're not gonna be excellent upon themselves and they're not gonna be plugged into a serious circle of, of achievers, their life's gonna become terrible. You could just be a normal dude and your life really wasn't that bad. But now we live in a situation where you just can't just be a normal dude anymore. Being a normal dude is no longer an option. So as a man, you have to be doing something to try and improve your status. There's lots of different ways to do it, right? But if you're a man with truly no status in society, now it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. So you have to understand that as a man, you've got to gear your life in a certain way. One of the easiest ways to get status is who you know, right? A lot of it's networking and if you know the right people, you can get some status at least on them to some degree. Every single man on earth with enough work can become one. 
That's the counter side, right? So there is there is hope at the end of the tunnel, but you gotta get up and do it. You know what I truly think a high value man is? Mm. Okay, it's a few things, right? So mm. there's there's the obvious evolutionary triggers. The easiest way to be a high value man is a man who's capable of violence. If you look at it from a biological trigger, it doesn't matter if he's got muscles or he's big or he's tall or whatever. Women understand from a biological perspective they like a man who can fight. Yeah. It doesn't matter if your man had money, a Ferrari, everything, but if you knew for a fact that any dude stepped to him, he'd get sparked, you wouldn't want it. Right, so that's the first thing. We're suffering from cowardice. We talk about all the problems in the world. It's easy to talk about them all. But you can narrow them all down to the exact same thing. Cowardice. Cowardice. Masculine and cowardice. All of it. All of this is masculine and cowardice. That's all it is. And you're not going to be able to imitate being a G. You have to go out there and you have to suffer as a man. You got to go through trauma to be a G as a man. Too many dudes out here are trying to imitate. That's what all this is. You're talking about game. You're trying to be something you're not. The real game is to be the man. That's game. As a man, you need to go through trauma. You need to go through difficult periods. You need to go through things which are extremely uncomfortable to become any kind of man of value. Every single woman on this panel, if you were to ask her to describe the kind of man she wants, she would describe a man who she thinks makes her feel safe, who is dominating, who is smart, who is charismatic, who is interesting, etc. You cannot be all of those things by accident. Any man who grows up with a very, very easy life, who never goes through anything, He's born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Is the exact kind of punk which these women don't want to touch, right? right? As a man, you need to suffer, and you will survive. You need to internalize it, not become a weirdo. Accept that the trauma is what's going to make you strong enough to become the kind of man that's respected by society. You can use it for your own advantage. As a man, if you have not been through extremely difficult processes, you are never going to be a high value. So when you ask me that question, the answer is an answer you're not hoping for, because likely. You've been avoiding trauma your whole life. Life is difficult. Yes. Everyone has bad news all the time. Things happen to people, and, and yes. things are going to happen to everyone. And even if you live the perfect life, you're still going to have bad experiences because everything's relative. When people talk about, oh, toxic masculinity and all this garbage, and we need to make men more feminine, that's not going to make men, it's not going to make the world safer. Yeah. Having a whole bunch of men who give into their emotions instantly is going to create more monsters. The reality of masculinity is controlling your emotions. This is the reality of being a man. The tenets of masculinity since the dawn of time have been, I was afraid, but I did it anyway. Yeah. This is the tenets of masculinity. Courage. I have courage. Yeah. That's what courage is. Yep. I was afraid to storm the beaches of Normandy, but I did it anyway. I was afraid to stay in the Titanic, but I did it anyway. This is the whole tenets of masculinity. And now they're saying, oh, if you're afraid, just act afraid to be a person. Well, I'm at a point now where I'm working for money's fruitless. I don't need it. Yep. But I can't not do it. I have to. I don't know why I am exactly the way I am. Because I'm a very happy person, but I'm not content. Does that make sense? I'm very happy. I'm not miserable. I'm not depressed in any way. I'm super happy, but also I'm not content. There is no quick fix. There is no replication. There is no way you can falsify on a long enough timeline. So the answer is, if you want to be a man of distinction, you need to go and suffer. That's your answer. One of the only things in this world you can control is your state of mind. You can't control the weather. You can't control other people. You can't even control your health. One of the very few things in the world you have genuine control of is your state of mind. You decide if you're a disciplined person. You decide if you're a happy person. You decide if you're a uh, depressed person. These are things that in real time you can affect in your brain. This is all you can control on Earth. If you can't control that, then you're just a feather in the wind. And life's going to blow you around and you might land somewhere good, you might land you don't. Nobody knows. I was a four-time kickboxing world champion. For 12 years, I trained five hours a day, six days a week, and I was motivated to train probably about 25% of the time. The rest of the time I went because I am disciplined. Listen, 
Life is extremely difficult as a man. It's very fucking hard. There is no way I can tell you to win unless you're a top tier man. I can't sit here and give you a cheat code that allows you to stay a loser and win. I can only tell you what I've done. I became extremely wealthy. I became extremely capable. I became extremely smart. I developed a vast network of individuals that nobody wants to mess with. And I set up a life that makes me difficult to damage. The world you now live in is so competitive that if you're not a competitive male, you're going to be perma-depressed. You don't have a mental disease. You're just in a competitive environment and you are losing. You need to become a competitive person. There's no easy way. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck. But if you get to Pop G, the name, if you get there, it's a life worth living. Chess is a fantastic game because in the game of chess, there's no luck. If you lose, no matter how well you play, if you lose, at some point you made a mistake. Mm. It was the most minor mistake. You made a mistake. So you learn to understand that no matter what happens to you, if you lose a scenario, you made a mistake. Maybe it's a tiny one. Maybe it was two years ago. Whatever. But you made a mistake. And you learn absolutely not our accountability for yourself. And that mentality is extremely powerful to apply to all things in life. So I take the good with the bad. I take all responsibility for absolutely everything, including if a woman leaves me, if a woman stays, if I end up heartbroken, if I end up filled with rage, I take responsibility for that. If something happens to me that makes me enraged. I will take responsibility. Why has this happened to me? Why do I feel this way? How did I end up in this position? Is this healthy in this scenario? And sometimes it is. I've had scenarios in my life where I was prepared to die to protect somebody else, and I was enraged, and it was healthy. I've also had times where I'm in a room by myself, enraged, sitting there going, this is no good for anybody. I need to just calm the fuck down. So emotions are feedback, but stoicism is the ability to process them. And that's what you need to learn as a man. You're never going to be able to turn them off. You're going to feel them. You have to learn how to process them and turn them into a positive. It's energy. It's unlimited energy. I say this all the time. I say that the biggest periods of transformation in my life is when everything was going wrong. When my life was going good, it, I'm not a hedonistic person. I don't do drugs. I don't gamble. I don't do prostitutes. I don't do anything that hedonistic. But I'll certainly go on the yacht with a bunch of women I know and chill and have some vodka. When life's smooth, that's, then it's semi-hedonistic, pretty relaxed. But when I make my biggest progress, when I really change who I am and change the world, that's when everything's fucked. When things go wrong, or I'm feeling things I don't want to feel, or bad things are happening, that's when I'm like, okay, I currently cannot sleep. I've completed the day's tasks. I've tried to go to bed. I can't sleep. More shit has happened. That's when the amazing things happen in my life. When I was heartbroken, I hit the gym hard. Right? If something goes wrong with your payment processor, that's when you get fucking inventive. That's best business, right? That's when you get inventive. So all the bad things that happen to you as a man, if you're stoic, you get to take unlimited energy. Heartbreak is unlimited energy. So is depression. So is rage. So is sadness. All these negative emotions they tell you to, to collapse behind. It's like Bruce Lee says, be like water. And people see that as be fluid and just go with the flow. I disagree. If you're like water, you are necessary for life. You are scary when you're enraged. You're powerful. You're beautiful when you're calm. You're, you're so many things when you're like water, right? So if I'm enraged, it's like water behind a dam. You just got to put the dam in, for, in place. You got to get the turbo, the hydroelectrics, but it don't tsunami your life. Put the energy somewhere. And this is the most beautiful thing about it because people message me all the time like, oh, but Tate, you don't know how sad I feel. No, incorrect. I know exactly how sad you feel. The difference is I use it. And you're sitting here still crying some random guy on email for the fucking third month in a row. That's the difference between you and me, my friend. I was becoming a world champion kickboxer. People all often talk about depression and say I don't understand it. I will say, listen, there's been times in my life where I was fully functional as an adult. I would never label myself depressed because I don't believe in the idea 
of labeling myself in the negative because I don't believe in things that take power from me. But there's been times in my life where I didn't give a flick of a fuck if I lived to die. There were times in my life where I went to fight a man for money and I didn't give a shit if I lost and even woke up again. Didn't give a fuck. I had nothing worth living for. I was brokey, didn't have a girlfriend, didn't have any fucking money. Got a two-day call to fight some world champion. Had to lose 10 kilos in two days. Had nothing else going for me. Got on a plane to Dagestan and fucking won. I say this all the time. I say the best things that ever happened to me are the worst things that ever happened to me. All the trauma and bullshit I've been through in my life are the best things that ever happened to me. Because as a man, if you've not had a difficult life, you cannot be good at being a man. Being a good man and being good at being a man, they're two slightly different things. But to be good at being a man, you need to be, have been through so much shit that when the Matrix deletes your entire life from the internet and starts lying about you at mass, and people start doing protests and wanting you fucking hung, and they're looking for your family members, and reporters start calling every ex-girlfriend you've ever had, trying to convince them and bribe them to lie, to come out and say you're something you're not. When they're genuinely out to put you in jail, that you can sit there and be focused and stoic enough to go, you know what, okay, that's the chessboard. What's gonna happen? Who's trying to shoot me right now? Nobody. Okay, so it's better than it was a couple years ago. Okay. You're never gonna be capable as a man if you've not had trauma. The best men ever have had trauma. If you call a police officer, you need a brave police officer. You ain't gonna be brave unless he's been through shit. Yeah. And this is what I say. Email me the long list of all the bad things that happened to him, and I reply, fantastic. You are so lucky. You have all the building blocks to become the exact kind of man you wanna be. If none of this shit happened to you, when something else bad happens to you later, you wouldn't be able to deal with it. Fantastic. He goes, no, but you know, this, this, he replied again with more excuses. He said, why are you making excuses? I just told you what happened to you is a good thing. You need to reframe your mind. Bad things happened to Batman. They killed his parents. Do you understand? That's why he's Batman. You've just told me you have the building blocks to become the most, you might become top G with our retire. <laughs> Fantastic. What are you complaining about? He goes, well, what do I do? I said, you need to work. Take all that trauma. If you're truly heartbroken, my friend, and we've all been there as men, if you're truly heartbroken, you can't sleep. That means you're going to get in fantastic yeah. shape. You better hit the gym. Get rid of your excuses. Stop defending the thing that's ruined your life and get to fucking work. Most people have this view of they work and they get money. So they go to work, they make something and then they get money. So they think they're making money. You cannot make money. You can only take money from other people. You can only convince other people to give you money. That's the only way money can be made, unless you're the Federal Reserve, and you're not the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve makes money, you take money. So I, when you're going through life, I want you guys to stop saying, I wanna make money. You have to start saying, I wanna take money. Because that's how you have to think. You don't make it, you take it. So you have to start talking that way, you gotta take money. Business is simple, it's just other people's money. That's all a business is. A business is getting other people to send you their money. That's what a business is. Now, the Federal Reserve makes money. It doesn't matter in America they make dollars. It doesn't matter what country you're in. You've got your own version of the Federal Reserve. They create money from thin air. You need to understand something. Is that money isn't real and it's created from thin air to enslave us. You are slaves for money. The people who are in charge of the world what they do is they type in numbers on a screen and they turn on the printer. They print pieces of paper and then they use these pieces of paper to make you do things you don't want to do and make you a slave for pieces of paper that they make effectively for free. Now, the important thing about this is that this destroys the idea of saving yourself rich. I have lots of people come to me and go, oh, well, I'm saving for if I save for my retirement, 
save, save, save. You cannot save yourself rich because you can never save money faster than the Federal Reserve can print money. They call it quantitative easing. They call it like economy rescue. They call it all these stupid things. Basically, what they do is they turn on the printing press and they print money. So there's no point in you saving this money, working hard, saving little bits, and then they just print more. That's why you have to deal with inflation. That's why your money's worth less every year. But my point is, if more and more is going into circulation, you need to find a way to get more and more. You don't need to save the little bits you have, like a little squirrel. Let me get the little bits. Let me just save them. No, you got to find a way to get more and more. More exists every day. There is more money. Remember, we're not trying to make money. We're trying to take money. Every day there is more money out there. Every street you drive down, every building is owned by somebody. Somebody owns that building. Billions of dollars. You drive down one road, you see billions. That skyscraper, that building, millions, millions, millions. From Tokyo, Shanghai, Dallas, L.A., everything. There is so much money; it's everywhere. You have to find a way to take. You cannot make, and you cannot save. I want to give a very quick example. Let's imagine you made ten thousand euro a month. Okay, let's take. I've got three million dollars of cars. That's what I've got. So let's imagine you make ten thousand dollars a month. Because everyone says, "Oh, if I could make ten thousand dollars, I'd be really happy if I could make ten thousand dollars." So if you think ten thousand dollars is a good amount, then Let's do some math. I got three million dollars of cars. You're making ten thousand dollars a month. You are saving one hundred percent of your income. You're not spending any of it. You're not spending a penny. You're eating for free, living for free, getting to and from work for free, not going out with your friends. You're not doing nothing. And each month, you're saving your whole ten thousand dollars. It's gonna take you three hundred months, twenty-five years. Divided by twelve, three hundred months is twenty-five years to save up enough money to buy my cars. Twenty-five years of your life, you're going to have to save and work and spend zero dollars to get my cars. It's impossible. The only way you get my cars is by earning more, not by saving. Get rid of the idea of saving. Get rid of the idea of making money. Now, I'm not saying be irresponsible. I'm not saying throw all your money away. But the idea that you can save yourself rich is a joke. It's the kind of lie that the people in charge, the slave masters, want you to believe. Oh, don't worry. Just keep working, and you keep saving a hundred dollars a month while I print trillions a week. That's stupid. Don't be stupid. More money exists every day. You have to find a way to take more money. Money never stays still. If you put money in a bank, that bank is using it for something. If you spend money, it's moving from one place to another. If you buy a Starbucks, Starbucks takes your money, pays its employees. Then the employee goes to the store and buys something. The money is always moving. So once again, we are not trying to make money. More money exists every day. We are trying to take money, and it's always moving. Now, let me ask you guys a question. Understand something. If you were a bandit. And you wanted to take people's stuff, like you know the train robbers. They wouldn't try and get the gold when it was stuck in the vaults or the banks. They would try and get the gold when it was moving. They'd wait till it was being transported and they'd hijack it, run up on it, bop bop bop, give me the gold. So when something's moving, it's vulnerable. So money is always vulnerable. Write this down. We're not trying to make money. We're trying to take money.
More exists every day. It's always moving and it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable because it's always moving. If you can find and identify a place where money is moving, if you can find a place where money is moving and stand in the way, then the money is vulnerable. You have to identify where it's moving and you have to attack the money. Just like a goal on a train, you got to run up on it. So I saw money moving and I ran up on it. That's what you have to do. So this is the reframe. You don't make money. You must take money. Money is always moving. There's more of it every day and it is vulnerable and you must find where money is moving and attack it. I'll give you guys a perfect example. Look at these companies like Glovo. Glovo, what's Glovo? Glovo thought people order food. Okay, well, how about I deal with getting the food from the store to the person and I can make some money. That's all it is. They saw money moving. Money's going to a restaurant, food's going to a person. Well, if I can find a way to streamline the delivery, I can make some money. It's getting in the way of money moving. Start paying attention to how money's moving and start trying to get in the way. This is another really important point on how to make money. Most people never, never spend any of their time or any of their attention trying to find ways to make money. Now, I'll give you an example. When I was broke, I understood the principles I've already taught to you. How money is always moving and it's vulnerable when it's moving. So every time I spent money, every single time I spent money, I would sit and work out how they convinced me to spend money. So if I went to Starbucks and I just bought a latte, this is what you guys do. This is what you people do. Starbucks, latte please. Okay, that's $5. Okay, $5. Sip, sip, sip. Sip, sip, go home. That's what you do. Here's what I do. I walk in, latte please, $5. I pay the $5. I sit down, I look at my cup and go, $5. This is 99% water. They get the cup for a penny. They get the coffee for two pennies max. And the rest is hot water. Now I paid $5. So I'll sit there and go, okay, how did they convince me? They had a big branding sign. They had a big Starbucks sign outside. I kind of wanted coffee. That I know about Starbucks. They're all over the internet. They do good advertising. When I walked in, I could smell coffee. There's perfume in the air. Now, how else could they have made me spend more money? Why did I only spend $5 and I didn't spend $100? Do they have cake? Do they have food? Well, they have food, but it doesn't look very good. It's not laid out. They don't have hot meals. Oh, most of the people in here are men, men on their lunch break from business. Why is a man serving? If a pretty girl was working here, they'd have more people coming in for coffee. Do you understand? When I spend money, I sit and I analyze. How did I spend money? Where could more money have been spent? How could they have taken more money from me? How much is the rent of this Starbucks? If I were to open up a business next door to Starbucks, could I sell lattes for $4 instead of $5? Would I be able to afford staff, rent, bills? Every time I spend money, I look at why money is being spent so I can identify the money moving and it gives me ideas to make money. All I do whenever I see money moving is try and get involved. You have to see, you have to change the way you view the world. Every time you spend money, every time your friend spends money, every time you see money being spent or moving, 
you need to work out how it was convinced. Because Starbucks didn't make $5. Starbucks took $5 from me. Do you understand? Starbucks took my money. They robbed me. They took my money. They took $5 in exchange for a coffee which is worth less than 10 cents. I got robbed. Broad daylight. Now, I need you need to sit and work out how you're getting robbed. Because if you work out how people are robbing you, it will give you more ideas on how you can get in between money between other people. Do you understand? If you sit there and go, how is everyone taking my money? Okay, now I see how they're taking my money. So how can I do the same thing and take other people's money? You need to start viewing the world that way. Most of you never consider that when you spend money. It should be all you think about because you're going to have ideas. Listen, Starbucks is just a coffee shop. They're one of the richest companies in the world, but they, they didn't come up with a great idea. It's not a revolutionary idea. It's the most boring idea. We're going to sell coffee, maybe a couple brownies. We'll have free Wi-Fi. That's the crappiest business idea. That's the worst idea. And they have all this money. People always say, Andrew, I need an idea. No, you don't. You don't need a good idea because bad ideas make money. Boring ideas make money. The most basic things make money because people are always spending money. Look at the stuff you spend money on. You're not spending money on taking a rocket to elephant space. You're not doing anything unique. You're spending money on crap. People are robbing you with crap and junk. That's what's happening. So you can do the same thing. What was the quote I said? What was the quote I said at the beginning? Business. It's just other people's money. is that I refuse to believe in things that take power away from me. Mm. If, if you are in a haunted house and you believe in ghosts, you're scared of the haunted house. If you're in a haunted house and you don't believe in ghosts, you're just in a house mm. and you don't care. So I don't like the idea. When someone explains to me the idea of one day waking up and being miserable and not wanting to live anymore, and it's nothing to do with my circumstances and I have no power over it, and no matter how good my life is, I'm still going to feel terrible and I'm going to want to die. That's not an idea I subscribe to. That's not a reality I'm ever going to watch. But that's a depressed mm. is real. Yeah. Mm. Depression as a disease, I do not subscribe to. The idea, I believe, that if you feel depressed, something is depressing you, mm. and you should try your best to fix it. You should take control of your life and do your best to fix it. The idea, yeah. but they don't say that. They don't talk that. They say depression like it's this magic thing that comes out the sky mm. and it gets in your brain. You're sad no matter what, and there's nothing you can do about it, and you need to only take pills. And I think that's a very bad way to look at the world. And that's a bad idea to subscribe to. And if you start to feel depressed, let's say your girl leaves you and you start to feel depressed, but you believe in the idea of depression, you're now going to start diagnosing yourself as clinically depressed, yeah. self-hypnosing yourself into hypnotizing yourself into being clinically depressed. And, and it's amazing how you can speak things into existence. I cannot become depressed because I don't believe in it. So, so how, how about chemical imbalances in the brain? Bullshit. That's all been disproved anyway. <laughs> really? So all, it's all been disproved. Firstly, that's all been disproved. And secondly, even if that was true, even if I had a chemical imbalance in my brain, I do not believe in depression. That's just who I am as a person. I don't believe in it. I do not believe in things that take power away from me. So 
I, I'm, and people sit there and they try very hard to convince me it's real, which is actually quite interesting because it's always usually depressed people who sit there and try very hard to defend this idea. If you're so scared, if depression's so terrible, why are you sticking up for it? Why are you fighting so hard to convince me it's such a, it's such a powerful force? Why shouldn't you be doing the opposite? Shouldn't you be listening to me? Whose team are you on? Like, do you want to be depressed? Like, it's mm -hmm. insanity, these people who are so desperate to push this idea. Then you add in the pharmaceutical element and the fact that everyone's taking these fucking drugs messing mm -hmm. with their brain chemistry. It's garbage. I think that you feel depressed sometimes because you're human. So right? you felt depressed at times, would Every, you say? We're all human. Yeah, because I felt depressed. I mean, I had some major, I might not sound big, but some major dental surgery done, yeah. and it really got me down for a while. But my businesses and running those, to be honest, picked me up because it was like, I can't be like this. Get in there, do some business. Well, it, completely. And also, let's look at it. Let's let's pretend I'm completely wrong, right? It was, we, we can look at situational depression, like you just described. We can talk about the brain uh, imbalance and chemical imbalance. We can talk about clinical depression that you get and it's chronic and fuss with you about it, whatever. Let's pretend all these things are completely true. The best option, the best thing to do is still to get up, be an adult, control your emotions, be stoic, and do the things you're supposed to do day after day. Laying in bed and doing nothing is never going to be the best option. The best option is still to go to the gym, to work hard, to run your business, to be successful. So it doesn't matter. We're talking about the different positions on the chessboard. But if the rules of the game remain the same, regardless of the position you're still trying to win, you, you still have to do the same things. So does it even matter at this point? If you come along and say he's depressed because of X and he's depressed because of Y and he's depressed because of Z and the answer to all of them is still the same thing, then I don't give a fuck why you're depressed. All I know, what I will state as a matter of fact, is this world is hyper competitive, especially as a man. Most men are walking through life and they don't realize that it's constant competition. I was driving here, even as I was driving here, I was looking out the windows and all these people just walking around, one of them had a fucking croissant, one of them was dressed like a dick egg because it's London, he's fucking looks cool. <laughs> Some of the dude just talking shit on the phone, some other guy with headphones in waiting to be fucking murdered, wouldn't even hear it coming. And all these NPCs, I'm just looking at them going, do they realize they're in endless constant competition? Every single pound they want, someone else wants. Every single girl they want, someone else wants. There are people like me out here. I will destroy, you could get all 30 of them in a room and I will sit by myself and absolutely annihilate them in any single metric. And they're just sitting there just fucking floundering and wandering through life, unaware of how competitive the world is. Well, and whinging how unfair it is. And whinging how unfair it is. And this is my point. If the world is truly that competitive, you do not have time to be depressed because it's a non-competitive mind state. Mm. I, you could be depressed for X, Y, Z, whatever. I'm not depressed. And I want the money you want, and I want the girl you want, and I want the status you want, and the car you want, and the house you want. And I'm going to get it, and you're fucking not. And that's the bottom line of life. If you gave that guy, pills just numbs Mask. Yeah. Masks. Well, it's not a holistic way to treat it, is it? Whereas what you're saying is more so. Yeah, what, what I'm saying is you're playing a game, and it's a competitive game, and you need to build a mindset that allows you to be ultra-competitive. If you want to sit there and say, no, I want a non-competitive mindset, then fine. You know what you call people who do not win competitions? Losers. Correct. <laughs> that is the first loser. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And it, it's just the bottom line of life. And, mm. and it's kind of interesting because everyone pretends they give a fuck, but nobody does. Mm. Especially women. And I don't get attacked for women, but women truly don't give a fuck. If you ask a woman the kind of man she wants, she will never say depressed or sad. Ever. She wants a man who is ultra capable, ultra competent. I, I've literally had women say to me, you know what? I love being around you. I'm like, well, I don't have to think. I'm like, what do you mean? Because I just turn up and like, we just walk in the hotel and everyone, staff do anything we want and the jet's just on the runway and we just land and I'm in this beautiful place and I don't even know where I am and I get to just turn my brain off and it's great. Like, they want someone who is fun and spontaneous and charismatic and successful. They don't have time for sad dudes. They don't care. 
So the world doesn't care. The world has never given a shit about sad men. So if you're going to sit there and self-diagnose yourself as a sad man, you're going to have a shit life and nobody's ever going to give a fuck and you're going to perpetually lose forever. And that is your decision. I am so scared of being that person. The idea of that terrifies me to the point where I don't even want to accept that as a reality that could possibly exist. I don't give a shit what happens to me in my life. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care if the worst, most heinous things I could possibly imagine happen to me. I know that my sadness, my depression will be temporary because I will never stay a loser. It's against my creed. It's not in my DNA. Yeah. The thing about society and MSM and all this garbage and the matrix, they try and convince you, don't worry if you're being a loser because people feel sorry for you and you'll get attention for it and you'll be okay in the end. And it's all this temporary fixes of dopamine by saying, I'm sad. Don't worry, bro. You'll be okay. But it's bullshit. They don't care long term. The world doesn't care. Nobody really cares. Chicks don't care. Business doesn't care. You are going to fail. On the 12th of March of this year, something amazing happened. Those of you who will follow me on Twitter will know what I'm about to talk about. On the 12th of March of this year, due to all the coronavirus lockdowns and rah rah everyone started panicking and everyone's get locked in their house and blah, blah. And the price of Bitcoin plummeted 50% in like two hours. I don't know if anyone remembers that. I remember. And on the 12th of March, I put a tweet on my Twitter account saying, you're all pussies. We all know it's going to come back. Buy as much as you can. I'm about to buy a bunch. Of course, a bunch of people start replying under it. Actually, no, this is the end of Bitcoin monetary system. People do not seem to yet understand that crisis and opportunity are the same thing. Crisis and opportunity are the same thing. In fact, in Japanese, they have the same word. And what most of you people are doing is you're going through your life. You're seeing a crisis. You're seeing the world get destroyed, you're seeing Corona, you're seeing the American election be stolen, you're seeing all these bad things happen and you do not identify any opportunity in these circumstances. You sit there and think, oh well, do to do, the world does what it does and I'll keep doing my job. I'll keep working at Starbucks and maybe one day when my ship comes in, I'll make some money. Never. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen and I'm going to tell you why. Three reasons most of you are never going to be rich. One, you do not identify opportunity. The opportunity we are discussing now, which happened on the 12th of March, where I bought 600 grand of Bitcoin, which is now worth in excess of 7 million. I've done zero work, zero. I've turned 600K into 7 million just because I identified an opportunity. It took me 10 minutes. You're sitting out there thinking, if I just had a million, if I could just become a millionaire, that's how easy it is. Now, you probably didn't have 600K to buy Bitcoin like I did, fine. You could have put 600 in and had 70 grand. 70,000 you could have had from 600. But you do not identify opportunities. This is the first thing you do not do. You do not pay attention to the world around you. You just live in your little bubble. You're too busy arguing with your ugly girlfriend, too busy stressed out about some dumb shit, too busy sleeping in. You don't pay attention. You're not perspicacious. This is why you miss opportunities. The first reason you're never going to be rich. Second reason you're never going to be rich is that everything that is taught and told about wealth creation is outdated. Your parents' idea of how to generate wealth no longer works. Your parents say, just work hard, save your money, put it in a savings account, and then get a mortgage, and then you can pay off the house 
all garbage. That stuff doesn't work anymore. Back when your parents were doing that, the savings account gave them six, seven percent interest. Now you don't even get one percent. Pay off the house. How much? How much cheaper was a house in relation to their wages then than it is now? It's insane. If you actually try and make money by just putting money in a savings account and getting a mortgage and paying off the mortgage, you're going to be broke until you're 60. And that's not getting rich. You need to be rich when you're young and sexy like me, not when you're old. Because nobody cares about the old dude in the Lambo. They care about the young dude in the Lambo. So everything you've been told and taught about wealth creation is outdated and wrong. The key to wealth creation, everything has changed. The whole game has changed. And I even say to people all the time, the ones I mentor and coach, don't buy a house rent a house. So like, oh, but isn't that wasting money? No, what's wasting money is buying a house, giving huge interest rates to a fucking bank, and then tying yourself to one geographical location. The reason humans are the number one species on the planet is because of our adaptability, the ability to adapt. I can go anywhere on earth. I can go wherever the money is, where the money resides. If the money's residing in Japan, I can go to Japan. If I need to go to Singapore, I can go to Singapore. I can go live in Los motherfucking Vegas. Wherever I'm gonna get paid, I can go. And I'll just rent, 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 rent. Boom, boom, boom. I ain't got nothing tying me down. It ain't gonna take years for me to buy or sell something. I ain't gonna worry about all the upkeep and property maintenance. Buying a house is foolish. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I do own this house because I wanted it to be exactly the way I want it, but I'm rich rich, right? You aren't. So you shouldn't be doing that shit anyway. You do not need to buy a house. It's one of the biggest mistakes you can make. It's a psychological thing that your parents have told you, if you own a home, if you own a home, if you own a home. And then I tell people this and they go, oh yeah, but you can always rent it out. You're gonna spend 300,000 on a house so that you can rent it out for 800 a month. And then every time the boiler breaks, you're going to spend 500 fixing the boiler and they're going to damage your house. And by the time they leave, you're going to have to need a whole bunch of repairs and they're going to be calling you all the time for hassle and stress if they even pay the rent on time. You think that's a good spend of 300 grand? Do you know what else you could do with 300 grand? Buy Bitcoin. Revolutionary. Your real estate can be on the blockchain instead of out here. Because when it's on the blockchain, it can be sold instantly. You ever tried to sell a house? Takes years. Ever tried to sell Bitcoin? Takes seconds. The most important reason you're never going to be rich is because you do not have a plan. You do not have a plan to get rich. Nothing good has ever happened on accident. Have you ever met a guy who's just got covered in muscle? He's got a six pack. You're like, hey, bro, how'd you do that? You've been going to the gym. No, nah, man, it's just, it's just an accident. Oops. No, he built that body purposefully. He did things specifically to get the result he desired. He ate a specific way. He trained a specific amount. He knew exactly what he was doing. Every rich person knows exactly what they're doing. People who are making money know exactly how to do it. You're sitting there saying, I want to be rich. You don't even have a plan to get rich. How the fuck are you going to get rich on accident? How's that going to happen? Oops, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> Never. So, one, you do not pay attention to opportunities in crisis. Two, everything you understand about wealth creation is outdated and wrong. And three, you do not have a plan. Here's where I come in, Andrew Tate, because I have a plan for you. So, we talked about my little Bitcoin story. You see the tweet here I put out. I made seven million, blah, 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 bought a Bugatti, blah, blah, blah. I'm the man. We all know I'm the man. 
something new in the world now called decentralized finance. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I am not particularly familiar with it. In fact, I'm not that briefed on it. I'm certainly not a technical dork. I don't completely understand it, but I have very smart people who work for me who do understand it. This is what happens when you're the boss. You hire people who know things, right? All those people who went to, you know, expensive universities, and I didn't go. Well, except for the camera guy. He didn't go to university. It's true. But these uh, dorks who work for me, they know a bunch of shit. And what they're doing is they're getting me a 30 or 40% return on my money. So I'm giving them 100 grand and I'm getting 30% a year, 40% a year. The bank doesn't even give 1%. We just talked about how the old ways of wealth generation, putting it in a savings account, they were aiming for 6 or 7%. I can give you 30 or 40% if you get involved in our centralized finance program. So if you want to know more about this, it doesn't matter if you have 5 euros, it doesn't matter if you have 5 million euros. Maybe I'm a bit egotistical, some would say. But I'm certainly extremely handsome, we can all agree on that. And I'm also very intelligent, we can all agree on that. And I don't like helping ungrateful motherfuckers. How do you be successful as a man? We'll talk about it. First thing, you need freedom, because you ain't a man if you're not free. And you may sit there and go, I'm not a slave, I get paid really well. Listen, the slaves got free food and free shelter in exchange for work. Now all they've done is got rid of the food and shelter deal, give you dollars, which you spend on food and shelter, and you basically have nothing left. So you're still a fucking slave. So first thing you need is freedom. If you're not free, you're not a man. First thing, you're not a successful man. So you should always be working towards freedom. And I mean freedom with your time. Do what you want. Freedom with your location. Go where you want. There's a riot. Cool. Go in Tokyo. See you later. Bye. Go into Australia. See you later. Bye. Freedom, one thing. The next thing that constitutes success as a man is your network. Who are you talking to? Who are these people? Who will answer your phone calls? Listen, I got two phones. Identical, almost. Twins. I got two phones right here. And I can call one of many multi-millionaires. And when they see my name, they're going to pick up the phone. They're going to be like, oh, shit, Tate. Oh, wait, guys, wait, wait. They're going to stop their conversation and be like, whoa, fuck, Tate wants. What's up, Tate? Because they know I don't call for no bullshit. They'll be like, fuck, money, money, money phone ring. So I can call multi-millionaires right now. I can have the best idea in the world. I can call a bunch of multi-millionaires right now and say, look, I need a hundred mil. Here's my idea. Boom, 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 boom. We can make something happen. You can't do that. I can do that. Freedom network. And then you get into the aesthetics of life. For people to view you as successful, you need good body language. You need physical presence. A man who's not dangerous. A man who has no physicality. It will never be seen as successful. Oh, I'm successful, I'm rich, and I'll go to, yeah, but I'll, I'll break your neck. Look how big my hand is. I'm gonna grab you by your neck and choke you till you die. Who's successful now? I'm breathing and you're not, so I'm more successful than you. You can't be a little bitch. And I understood this from a young age as well. So I'm sitting there at a young age thinking, I need to get a network of high net worth individuals, who are, or not even rich men, but men who are driven, men who are making money, and I need to find a way to talk to them, work for them, learn what they know so I can become one of them. 
I need to get body language and physicality. I need to become big and dangerous. I need to be able to display that without saying it. I need women in love with me. I need beautiful women who adore me. I need these things because this is what shows the world I'm the fucking dog. So I'm sitting there and I understand what I need. And I knew this at 21, 22. A lot of you people are older than this. Older than me. You're older than I was. I'm telling you something. You're sitting there going, yeah. Didn't even cross your motherfucking mind. You've been too busy jerking off the porno and not thinking about what you actually need to do to be successful in this life. So these are the things you need to be a high value man. Because if you have all those things and then you get some money and you have geographical and time freedom, you're now genuinely successful. Your mentality is heavily linked to your reality. And the fact that most people have such weak mindsets comes from the fact that they have a weak life, a weak body, a weak social circle, a weak network, a weak bank account, a weak relationship, and then their mind is weak. Well, of course. Whereas if you had a group of soldiers around you, men who were dedicated, who would wow. ride or die with you, if you were strong, if your woman would never leave you no matter what because she idolizes you, then your mentality would be strong. Your mind would be strong by extension. So if someone comes to me and goes, I doubt myself, I usually look at them and go, yeah, I understand why. You're a little fat piece of sh You're stupid. Of course you do. Hey, Andrew, Um, so how do I get like a six-pack quick? What's the best, fastest way to get a six-pack? Why does it have to be quick? Why does it have to be easy? Why do you think life is all quick and easy? Why can't it be hard and difficult? Why can't you suffer? Because suffering is what gives it value. If everyone had a six-pack and it was quick and easy, then it wouldn't be valuable, would it? If everyone walked around with a quick six-pack and they got it easily, then no one would give a sh The whole point is that it's difficult to get. Value is linked to difficulty. If you want something that is valuable, you need something which is difficult to obtain. The fact that you just said you wanted it quick and easily shows that your whole mental moral is fucked. You shouldn't be thinking about quick and easy. You should be thinking about hard, suffering, pain, going through it. That's what you should be thinking about. This is going to be hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because when it is done, then everyone's going to know that I went through something difficult. Why do you want it to be quick and easy? Success is the most overused word. Because we talk about success. Oh, this guy, he's really successful. Not these successful. So let's say I'm working at a company. Yeah, I'm the big boss. Let's say I'm a guy. I go college. I go university. I go to this company. I work, I work, I work. I become a manager. I'm on 150000 a year. I got a company BMW. And I wear a suit. And everyone at my job does as I say. By all measures, I'm a success now. But here's the truth. When I leave that company, no one gives a fuck about me. I'm a nobody outside of that one building where I'm a little bit important. My wife doesn't want to suck my dick because I'm fat. Because I didn't have time to train, so all I did was work. I got a BMW. BMW. I know hoes with BMWs. BMW. I didn't even consider that a car. BMW. That's not a luxury car. That's fucking basic. I'm pushing supercars. You're a nobody. You're not successful for shit. Success for a man actually comes in many realms. It's, not, it's actually nothing to do with being good at your job. Having money, yeah. You don't have to be good at your job to have money. Depression is the ultimate motivation. Oh, so you're depressed. Okay, that, so you come along to me and you tell me you're depressed. I expect to see a huge list of what you're achieving per day. If you're unhappy with your life and you're depressed, I don't expect you to be popping pills and sitting and laying in bed. I expect you to give me a huge list of everything you're achieving per day. Depression's a fantastic motivation, you know, but people are told the opposite. No, you should feel depressed. That's wrong. You should be happy anyway. Take the pills. Stay home. Take some time off. Complete garbage. You're depressed. Okay, get up. Go for a run. Lift more weights. Make more money. Get a second job. 
get more girls. Like you, you can outrun depression. I'm, I'm a man who's always believed, and I think every man understands this: action over inaction. And, and I think it was General Patton who said, "A good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow." You gotta do something, and you gotta do something fast. Yeah. You're just sitting around talking about it and hoping for things to get better. Has never. I don't know. I don't know about you, gentlemen, but every time I ran out of money in my bank and I thought I'm gonna sit around and hope for something to come, it never really worked never out. Right. It never right. worked out. You know, it's like what you you can't be sitting around waiting for things to happen to you. Also, I think especially in the West, a lot of people's problems are all in their mind, and I'm not saying that mental conditions aren't real because absolutely some are. But I try and explain to people, look, if you the only thing on the planet you have genuine control over is your state of mind like you can't even control your health you might get hit by lightning you can't control other people you can't control the weather you can't control anything the only thing you can affect in genuine real time is how you feel in your head if someone comes to me and goes oh i get really shy and anxious i'll say so right but not not oh okay that must be horrible no so do it anyway yeah but i'm shy i don't care I don't, no one cares. The whole world doesn't care. Nobody cares. You go. If you could drop dead tomorrow, the world wouldn't care. The sun's still going to rise. People are still going to go to work. So you're going to sit here and worry about speaking? When people come to me and say, I'm not happy, I say, why should you be happy? You're, you, and, and, and we're all adults here. The, this infantile mindset that we're all supposed to be like we were when we were three years old, and, oh, something shiny, laugh all the time, run around in circles. We're grown-ups, and we have responsibilities, and we have problems, and we have pressure, and you don't necessarily have to be happy to perform, especially if you're a man. Like, like women have this, uh, I, I, will, I guess to a degree they're born lucky, women have this mindset where they can, they, people expect women to be happy, women need to be happy. But as a man, you have a burden of performance. You, as a man, you shouldn't be waking up going, how do I get happy? I can never be depressed if I never slow down. Speed is extremely important. Speed defies gravity. How, do, how does a plane fly through the air and defy gravity? Speed. It's moving too fast to fall. If you're always attacking life, if you're always doing things, if you're always making more money, if you're always traveling the world, doing this, doing that, new car, here, there, new podcast, me and James English, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know, if you're always doing things all the time, unhappiness can't catch you. But I also know that speed is a, is a fantastic way to be happy all the time. I'm always, forward. I'm always looking forward to something. I wake up every day excited. I'll go do this today. I'll go do this today. I'll go do this today. And I very much live my life in a frame of, no, I have to do this. It's very much a, I get to do this. We don't live in a real world. We are living in a reality where we're told stories and narratives that aren't true, where they try very hard to distract us with garbage. Rihanna, I have nothing against Rihanna. Like, I don't know her. But when I see a concert and I see hundreds of thousands of peons standing amongst peons. the peons. Peons. What are they? Peons is the people who go to these concerts. Right. Peon means peasant. Standing at, because this is an education in language. No, but <laughs> but they are peasants because they're acting in a peasant peasant way. They're acting like peasants. Hundreds of thousands of people in a crowd, looking up at somebody like they're God, jumping up and down for hours on end. You're a peasant. You're a peasant, and your life shit, and you have no achievements, no money. You're depressed, but you're distracted. I am a feared competitor in anything I do. Anyone who's up against me at anything is going to feel a degree of nervousness just because it's me. It doesn't matter what it is. If you say, look, you're going to go learn how to play piano and you're going to play against someone else who's never played piano and you're going to learn and that guy's Andrew Tate. You're going to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't even play piano. But part of him is going to be like, oh, not Tate. 
Even though, even though I have no piano experience, because they just know me. They know my mindset. They know my determination. They know I'm stubborn. They know I don't quit. They know I'm, they know I'm going to win. That's just who I am. So I've constructed a mental model that allows me to be competent and to always succeed. And that's how I've come to the conclusions I've come to. And I truly, once again, don't understand how people go through the world without, with any other mental model. I get asked all the time, well, what do you feel? Or what about happiness or depression? That doesn't even, how I feel doesn't cross my mind. I don't know how else to explain it. There are days where I'm pissed off or sad or happy. It doesn't cross my mind. It's just like I woke up, whatever mood I happen to be in, I have things I need to do. It's a busy day. Zuby's here soon. I need to go training before he gets here. I had a meeting with the bank at 7.15 a.m. I have shit to do. Like I didn't cross my mind if I was happy, sad, excited. I just had to work. There's very few things in this life we actually have any control over. Let me tell you the fact, the number one facet. With G mindset, your life is never going to be worse. If you walk through the world believing you are the man, you wake up and look in the mirror and go on the end the man. I am the man. There's no one on this planet who can do. I couldn't do if I put my mind to it. There's another thing that a lot of people make a mistake with when I talk to them. Like, oh, I have to go to work today. Change your language. I get to go to work today. Imagine you had no job. Be worse, right? Because otherwise you wouldn't be working. So you get to go to work. Oh, I have to fix the car. At least you have a car. You get to fix your car. Most people don't got one. Oh, I have to go get the kids. You get to go get the kids because you have these beautiful children who love you. You understand? People's even their own language is wrong. It, the world is, can be framed. Maybe I'm completely crazy. Maybe I'm full of shit, like you said. Maybe I am. But the frames I've installed in my mind are all beneficial to me. So if that makes me crazy and full of shit, good. Because I can't become depressed. So you can sit there and tell me I'm full of shit while you're depressed and I'm happy. And I would never want to adopt the thinking of a depressed person. They've distracted you with this idol, whoever it happens to be. Put them there. And the peasant's like, yeah. It's, and then they go home and they're told something by the news. Let's again, let's make up a completely false scenario. Be afraid of the common cold. Okay. And then anyone who comes back and says, why are we afraid of the common cold? They delete their point of view. They shut them up to create a false reality. So people are living a life where they're working a job, they're being enslaved by the machines for their tasks, but their mind is distracted by garbage and only fed a fake story. And they're living inside of a computer generated simulation. They're living inside of a world that is not real. They don't live in a real world. A lot of people live inside of the matrix completely, especially the people who dislike me. So I, I, I think my mental model to a degree, I'm certainly not a person who doesn't feel emotions because we're all human. I certainly do, but I've, ne I've never prioritized them in any regard. I haven't built a mental model that affects, I haven't put them in, in the middle of my mental model and then affected my actions based on how I feel for each one. It's absolutely and completely the opposite. I would love to do a podcast on a day where I'm particularly sad and a podcast on a day when I'm particularly happy. And I guarantee you, you will tell the difference. So <laughs> that's what allows me to be competitive, yeah. right? Because if you're competitive, if you want to be the most competitive predator on the planet, you have to be able to hunt in the day and the night. You have to be able to do both. You have to be able to perform when you're happy and sad. You can't, you can't only be able to perform when you're happy. You can't only go to the gym when you're motivated. You can't only be a competent person when your life's going well, because when your life's not going well, you're no longer competent. Then you're going to lose to people like me. And it's player versus player. If you're the kind of person who can only do well when you're happy and you're competing against someone like me, you can do well all the time. Guess what? You lose. So my mental model, the answer is most of my opinions are just 
based around constructing a mental model that allows me to be brutally competitive. Yeah. It's why I say depression isn't real. I've argued this point endlessly. And I try and explain to people, but they're not smart enough to understand that I don't care if I'm wrong. I don't care. I, get it. I am more competitive as an individual if I don't believe I can become depressed. So I don't give a fuck if I'm right or wrong. Because no matter what bad happens to me in my life, even if, the, heaven forbid, the worst things on earth that could happen happen to me, I could never become clinically depressed because I would never self-diagnose myself as clinically depressed because I don't believe in it. Yeah. I believe that I am currently sad, but I have work to do, and eventually I will feel better. People will, people will shield laziness with anything. No one wants to admit they're lazy. So they'll shield it with disbelief. Ah, that's a scam. Or I don't work hard. I work smart. Bollocks. More, more cover for just anything it takes to say. Do you I don't want to work? Do you believe in that? Work smart, not harder. I believe in both. Yeah. But there's a time when it comes to work smart, and most people are trying to do the smart work before they do the hard work. It's kind of like talent, right? You don't notice if you're talented at something until all the hard work's done. Yep. I could be the most talented tennis player in the world. But I don't play tennis. So if I go down the tennis court, Joe Schmo is going to smoke me. I don't get to see my talent until I've worked so hard that I'm in the top 1%, and now I'm beating them because I have some God-given gift. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do the hard work first. If there's no hard work, there's no smart work. So someone's going to sit there and go, I work smart, I don't work hard, so I only have to work an hour a day. If working smart gets you a lot done in an hour a day, then you should work smart for 12 hours a day and yeah. get 12 times the work done. I will never get to a point of absolute desperation and kill myself because I don't, I'm never going to get to a point of hopelessness because I don't believe in the idea of hopelessness. You cannot try and make me adopt thinking that will reduce my competitiveness as an individual. So I don't have if I'm wrong. I don't believe in it. That's it. End of story. So I don't believe in things that take power away from me. I don't believe in things that make me less competitive. And I don't adopt mental models that make me less competitive. Every single mental model I have are the most efficient ones I could find. They're the mental model I found that if I adopt, I become a more fearsome predator. That's it. So this is how I've come to all of my conclusions as an individual. I, I am absolutely and utterly a believer in hard work. I'm a proponent of hard work. I have all this money and all I do is work. My entire life is work. This podcast is work. I'm getting in the car. I'm going to another meeting. Work. I want to go to the gym so I'm in good shape. Work. It's all work. My entire life is work. And people don't want to look at life that way. They want to talk about work-life balance and being lazy and all this crap. I don't believe in any of that. I believe in if you want to win, you have to outcompete the man who's prepared to do nothing but work. It's player versus player. If you're going to sit there and go, I don't want to work more than an hour a day, well, the guy who does want to work more than an hour a day is going to beat you. And no matter how smart you are, there's always a smart dude who's doing the same smart work you are for more hours than you're doing it. That's just the nature of the game. The way that humans work and the way that we are, we've evolved as a species is that we don't really learn lessons unless they're learned the hard way. Yeah. I believe that unless a lesson has taught the hard way, you're not going to learn it. You can have so many near misses and people won't learn their lesson. Bro, you must know a guy who goes out there, nearly crashes his car, nearly crashes his car, nearly crashes his car, doesn't slow his ass down until he wrecks it. Yeah. Like, this is how people are, right? So you need that pain for the lesson to sting enough to really genuinely go inside of your mind. And it's the same with everything. It's the same with driving a car or business. Truthfully, if you want to learn a lesson about business, you're going to have to suffer at some point, right? Mm. So we always say that most people are not successful with their first companies, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. I get that. The truth is, there's a lot of people who make a lot of money with their first company, but they just spunk it, act an idiot, and it all blows up in their face. And that's the, and that's how you get the discipline on your fourth company that when you have three million in the bank, you just leave it there. Ever.
If you're going to be successful in this game, you got to have a dog within you. You got to know it's a dog fight and you got to go get that fight. Life ain't going to be easy. Ain't nobody going to hand you nothing. You still got to go to work. You still got to compete against everybody in your industry. Life still going to happen while you trying to blow up. All men are created equal. Some just work harder. You want to know what it takes to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. It's what goes on when the cameras go off. Hard work, determination, and grit. You will not outwork me. I will get up earlier than you. I will go to sleep later than you. I will put in more hours than you. I will read more than you. I will grow. I will do whatever it takes. What are you going to do to separate yourself? You got to learn how not to give up or how not to give in. And you got to understand that greatness is within you. And you got to pull it out. You got to climb every mountain. You got to cry. You got to. But whatever you do, you cannot give up. You cannot give in. Nobody ever said it would be easy. But I know greatness is within you. And you got what it takes. One day waking up and being miserable and not wanting to live anymore and it's nothing to do with my circumstances and I have no power over it and no matter how good my life is, I'm still going to feel terrible and I'm going to want to die. That's not an idea I subscribe to. That's not a reality I'm ever going to want. But that's to a myself. reactive depression, isn't it? You can be reactive depressed for the day, for example, feeling for a while. Feeling, or even chronically. You know? Feeling yeah. depressed is real. Yeah. Depression as a disease I do not subscribe to. The idea, I believe, that if you feel depressed, something is depressing you, and you should try your best to fix it. You should take control of your life and do your best to fix it. The idea, yeah. but they don't say that. They don't talk that. They say depression like it's this magic thing that comes out the sky and it gets in your brain. You're sad no matter what, and there's nothing you can do about it, and you need to only take pills. And I think that's a very bad way to look at the world, and that's a bad idea to subscribe to. And if you start to feel depressed, let's say your girl leaves you and you start to feel depressed, but you believe in the idea of depression, you're now going to start diagnosing yourself as clinically depressed, yeah. self-hypnosing yourself into hypnotizing yourself into being clinically depressed. And, and it's amazing how you can speak things into existence. I cannot become depressed because I don't believe in it. So, so how, how about chemical imbalances in the brain? Bullshit. That's all been disproved anyway. <laughs> really? So all, it's all been disproved. Firstly, that's all been disproved. And secondly, even if that was true, even if I had a chemical imbalance in my brain, I do not believe in depression. That's just who I am as a person. I don't believe in it. I do not believe in things that take power away from me. People have this reoccurring nightmare that there's something, some force that's got a hold of them and it's holding them down and they can't break free. No matter what they do, they can't breathe free from that force. Well, I'm here to tell you that that thing in your nightmare, that thing that's holding you back, that thing that's dragging you down. That thing is you, there are two fundamental attitudes toward life, and it sorrows those with the first attitude, blaming the world, those with the second, as what they could do differently. It's much easier and much more gratifying to your basis desires to blame someone else for your misery. You know, it's, yeah. and don't, and don't be done with it. So you need to, you need to go through some pain. You need to experience some negative things. You need to have to, uh, to a degree some trauma to really even learn any lessons. So, yeah, business studies, you're right. The book, that's, that's not going to teach you anything about business. You need to get out there on the streets. You need to, you need to make mistakes. You need to suffer. You need to have the tax man knocking at your door. You got to deal with all that stuff so that you make sure it doesn't happen again. I really think that, that humans are stupid enough to only learn the hard way. That's, and, and life really doesn't have to be that complicated. When you see somebody that has something you want, you just got to try and work out how they got it. Yeah. And that's the missing part. Most people see people with things they want and they don't do the, the second half. They don't try and work out how they got that thing. Oh, my man has a Ferrari. Okay. I wish I had a Ferrari. Okay. They don't sit there and go for an hour. How did he get a Ferrari?
It doesn't cross that. That part is the part they don't want to do, right? They just go, oh, he's a Ferrari. Wish I had a Ferrari. And they go back to TV. Yeah. And that's why they lose. It's player versus player out here, man. It's on the street. It's not easy. For every dollar you make, for every pound you take, you took it from someone else. You don't make money. You take money. People don't understand the way that money works. You're not the Federal Reserve. You can't create money from thin air. Every single pound in your bank is money you took from someone else. And when I say take, I don't mean it in a negative way. You might have convinced them to give it to you. You might have a coffee shop. I'll give you a nice coffee. You'll give me some money. Cool. But you still took his money, yeah. right? So if you're out here trying to take stuff from other people, don't you want to have a team? You want to do it by yourself? You want to be Rambo? Because you I mean, get two of you doing it. You get two of you. That's right. So the whole idea of this lone soldier, this Rambo, I'll do it all by myself, that's all dead, bro. You need to have a team. It's player versus player. And for the same reason, if you were out here on the street and you want to defend yourself, you want your boys around you, it's the same thing with trying to get rich. And you're laughing with your boys. Yeah. The brokey days are great. And I'm not complaining about being rich. Obviously, I worked hard for this and it's, and it's a fantastic life I live now. But I think without those brokey days, without those original days to compare it to, without that juxtaposition, then I don't think being rich would be fun at all. I think it's only fun because you can compare it to the days when you weren't rich. That's the only thing that makes it fun. The only thing that makes a $10,000 stake fun is that you can laugh saying how you never had 10 grand in your bank till you were 27 years old. Yeah. Like that's the, otherwise it's boring. Otherwise you okay, stake. And I think if you're born with too much money that you'll never truly be happy. I think you need the brokey days. They're the best days. They're the best yeah. days. Everybody wants to profit, but nobody loves the process. Everybody wants to be a champion, but nobody's willing to put in the work that it takes to be a champion. It is the process of the grind that shapes you and forms you. It's not the game. You think you become a champion on the field? You don't. You become a champion when ain't nobody watching you. You're doing your own drills and your own way. You're doing what coach tell you to do and you're doing your own stuff. You become a champion in your grind. When nobody knows what you're doing, when you put in those extra reps, if you want to be a diamond, you must go through extreme pressure. Like these people are just absolutely in, infinitely blessed and their mindset is a product of that because they're they're spoiled children absolutely spoiled children because there's a whole bunch of people out here daily who fail there are men out here who fail daily and they have yet to feel the true consequence for it they fail to go to the gym when they know they should have gone to the gym they fail because they forgot their keys and it took them 10 minutes to find them they fail because they replied to a question they got sent on whatsapp the wrong way they fail because they didn't smile when they were supposed to they didn't say please and thank you to that person who helped them they fail because they didn't say hi to that girl who's looking at them out the corner of their eye they just fail perpetually they go through life missing every opportunity and just failing 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 and somehow we've built a society which is so soft and god is so giving and so graceful that they still have a place to eat and a, a, somewhere to sleep and they're still surviving that that shows how nice god is yeah. because it, it, before this society truthfully if you were that level of failure you would be dead survival of the fittest, You're survival of the fittest. and none of these men out here are fit no. their mindset isn't fit the reality isn't fit they're, they're absolutely they're failures they're, they're failures yeah. and they're just failing every single day i'm gonna go oh, but you know what tomorrow i'll go to the gym yeah. you've been failing your whole life that's all you've done is fail and then you sit and wonder why people like me absolutely not out compete you it is so easy to become a top tier male in the world today because the competition is so ridiculously low there are two percent killers like me and everybody else amateur head to toe amateur they can't even pay attention to anything they can't try anything they're amateurs and it's 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 really mind-blowing to me because i've tried with all of my computational power to Imagine having a mindset different to mine.
I think the Western world, there's something that I very, that very much angers me about the Western world. I don't feel comfortable here. I don't like the way it functions and operates. I think it's the most corrupt, disgusting, degraded societies on earth. There's nothing left besides money and corporate agenda. And I like living in countries where one, there's some kind of moral fiber beyond the dollar. And two, I like living in countries where corruption is accessible for everybody. So in Romania, where I happen to live, is the most Christian country on earth. There's churches everywhere. People see a higher power beyond simply just money and government. They, they believe in God. This is another reason I like spending time in Dubai. It's a matter if it's Allah or God or whatever you want to call him. I like that. And also, I like Eastern Europe as a whole because corruption is far more accessible. I find it offensive that a police officer in England will stop me for speed and pretend that the law means something and, and fuck me over. But if you're a billionaire or if you're Boris Johnson, you can go to Epstein's Island. You can fuck at their parties during COVID. You do know the fuck you want, right? So the whole, the whole idea of law and order is a lie. The whole idea of it's bullshit. It's just about if you're high enough, you can throw it all away. I'd rather be in a society where if I'm in Prague and they stop me for speeding and they say, bro, you were speeding, I'm here for you, bro. All right, cool, cool. Bye, bye. If corruption exists, which it does, let us all play. Why do only they get to play and I don't get to play? So you live in England and they're going to come around and spout law and order at you all day long, but the elites, they ignore all law and order. It's always been lies. So they're going to sit here and lock you in your house or force you to wear a mask while they get to do whatever the fuck they want. And I don't like being anyone's peon or anyone's sheep. So I like living in a society where my money and my influence and my power means I'm not below or beholden to any of these bullshit laws because laws are laws and the whole idea of law the whole idea of justice the whole idea of fair all of it is a fucking lie i don't think most people living in society now actually understand that every single thing every single institution which is designed to protect you is corrupt all of them they're all corrupt and they're all evil when's the last time the police prevented anyone getting hurt they might come afterwards they might take a crime report maybe but they care about making sure your mask is on they care about fucking making sure you don't drive too fast they won't do anything else about the knife crime in London. No, sir. They're too busy fucking around with dumb shit. All of these organizations designed to, co to protect you are just corrupt and they're out to just keep you a slave inside of the matrix. All of it. And, and I don't like living in a country where those institutions are strong enough to have a genuine impact on my life. I don't like it. If you live in a country, and it's not even just Romania, right? Thailand. You live in Thailand. As long as you don't hurt anybody, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a shit what you say. Nobody gives a shit what you do. Nobody cares. In England, you, you, they'll watch social media, they'll watch where you go, they'll watch, make sure you pass. All this bullshit, they're on top of everything, right? And they're doing it all, and what do they offer you in return? They can't offer you your safety. You're not even safe anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to live in a police state, I spend a lot of time in Dubai. Dubai is a police state, but I love Dubai. If the government are going to watch everything I do and, and offer me safety to wear a million-dollar watch to walk down the street in the middle of the night, I'll take that. London can't give me that. No, sir. They can't give me nothing. So what are, they, what are they offering in return? They're offering absolutely nothing in return. They're just trying to keep you all slaves, peons, inside of a system. The system is designed to oppress. It's deliberately designed to oppress from the, from the bottom up.